I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is the Sexy Unique Podcast. An exploration of Vanderpump Rules. Ain't nobody got me feeling like I'm feeling you. And I'm your host, Laura Marie Shane Hall. Everybody freeze, put your hands up. We ain't about to take it easy. Hope your cake's up. London with the beach, here we go so in. Come a girl with a friend, you be both win. Hi everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Sexy Unique Podcast. I'm your host, Lara, and with me today. Is the one and only Ben Mandelker. Hi. Hi. How's it going? <laughs> Good. You have a Tony on your lap. I know, Tony. He might have... As soon as the podcast <laughs> began, Tony is like, oh, are we starting? And he just He's crawled like, up on here. Don't mind me. I'm going to chew my bone. He's chewing the bone. I'm going to slobber on my bone and sit on the stranger. But he's, yes. you know, a very friendly pug. And he's very adorable, too. Should I move him? Should I move well, him? Well, I just, uh, maybe for your, this, it may. That this might may be a sound that, that the a, readers don't maybe some ASMR feel like that, hearing. Yeah, yeah, that's like unwanted ASMR. Okay, Tony's away. Ben's yes, still here. I'm, I've survived. <laughs> Welcome. Oh my God, thank you so much. Thank you for having me back. Thank you for coming back. I'm always like so grateful that you're willing to talk about Vanderpump Rules twice in one day. Always. Because no you've problem. definitely podcasted about this already. I did, but it's nice to come onto your show because your podcast has a different vibe. Our podcast is like, we go through every beat in order and it's like a recap and we have to be coming up with jokes on the fly. And with you, we can just like talk about it. We just feel it. We just know? settle into it, uh-huh. let it wash over us. I wore a special t-shirt for tonight, actually. Oh, my God. This is, actually has nothing to do with the Vanderpump Rules, but it was more in honor of you because I like you so much. Oh, the t-shirt you. that I'm wearing, it's, you, obviously no one can see it, but mm-hmm. if you can imagine it, it's a blue shirt 
that has it's like um uh, it's like the roof of the Sistine Chapel, you know, like the finger. Their fingers the are almost of, touching. Yeah. Creation of Adam. Right. Is that what it is? I think it's something like that. Yeah. Or man or something like that. But where the fingers are, there's also a CD. And then there's this cool grid behind it. And the reason why this is a special occasion is that this t-shirt is probably about 10 years old. And it's like, it's in its, on its last legs. Okay. It will not be able to make public appearances anymore. Mm-hmm. It's starting to get the holes. And every time I wear it, people are like, that's such a cool shirt. Like to this day. And I know it won't have too many more, too, too many more public appearances. Oh, and so touched. I was like, I, you know what? I want to, br- I want to roll it out for Lara. Bring it out. Yeah, bring it out for sexy unique podcast. Yeah. I thought I wanted to wear something special for tonight because I'm assuming we're just going to be dragging Brittany and Jack. We're going to drag the fuck out of Brittany and Jack. Okay, good. And I, I wore a special tie dye for you. Oh, I love it. So we're both really bringing our A game. We are. to the mix. Thank you. I also wanted to talk to you about Summer House because of course. You've been covering it since I've been the jump. In the summer house. You've been in it. I've been in the. You summer went house. to the summer. I house. went to the summer house. So I'm. When happy. did you go there? Uh, two years ago or so. Okay. Um, Why did you go there? So how did you go there? How, I'm like who, what, where, when, why? <laughs> <laughs> go. <laughs> um, it was during. It was when they were filming season two of Summer House. Okay. Um, Ronnie and I, my co-host on Watch What Crappens, we did our very first New York show uh, in July of 2017, I think it was. And um, we've always been huge into Summer House. We've been mm-hmm. like early champions of the show. And so when we did our New York show, Kyle and Amanda came and so did Steven, who was on the first two seasons. And so did Christina Gibson, who was on the first season. Wow. So it was like already very exciting. And as it happens, I have um, a really good friend, Neil, who actually is a huge fan of this podcast. Really? And you, yes. And Neil and his husband, Nate, actually have a house in the Hamptons. So my whole plan was, okay, I'm just going to I did my show in New York, and then I'm going to go out to the Hamptons. Pop over. And, and visit them. And so I told, I was telling Kyle and Steven, um, yeah, I'm going to be in the Hamptons this weekend. And like they said, come to the summer house. So I went. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was surreal. It was amazing. I like that show is a gift. I truly, I poo-pooed it for so long because I think the Vanderpump Rules stamp, like of approval, put mm-hmm. a stain on it that I couldn't wash off. Yeah. And then I was just like, I can't take, like, I have enough of like delusional white people drama that yeah. takes up my entire life. Like I can't take anymore. But I didn't know that Summer House is the antidote to Vanderpump Rules. It's great. It's great. We know Ronnie and I have been really championing this show. And it's, it feels like people are coming around to it. I think at first people had high expectations. And there was this feeling of uh, it was, you know, when it came around, Vanderpump Rules was sort of like really peaking. in its prime. And yeah. It was peaking. And it was so good. Anything that was not as good as it felt like a fake or whatever. And, so, and, it, was, and it was so white. And so people just... We're not into it. But the first season was amazing. First season was amazing. Second season was, I think there was something going on with production. It had a weird, messy storytelling. Nothing really made sense. It just Mm -hmm. never quite found it. Um, And then the third season, they retooled the cast a little bit. Yeah. And uh, I've started, I started the third season, but it was right before the fourth season started. So now I'm watching both simultaneously. I'm I'm binging the third season and have like maybe three episodes left. And then I'm like fully caught up with the fourth season, Mm -hmm. like chomping at the bit. Yeah. And like, I just like love all these cast members. Yes. The chemistry is, is the chemistry is great. Yeah. And you know what? Um, 
I actually really liked the Workers Twins. I liked Steven. Um, and in the first se- the first season, the chemistry was also amazing because um, Lindsay had a roommate named Christina, mm-hmm. which is the woman, wh- woman I just mentioned. And Lindsay and Christina had this amazing frenemy situation that just like added this uh, this great layer to the show. And Lindsay had this toxic relationship with this guy with Everett, who you probably met. Everett, who Everett. now is keeps getting referenced in season three. And I've well, seen forever, him, but maybe. I don't know. So she's obsessed. You'll meet him. You'll meet him. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah she's like, obsessed with Everett. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so season one really had amazing chemistry too. But then um, in season two, they got rid of Christina. They got rid of Everett, which were the two sort of like, they were two of the big um, centers of drama and they didn't really have anything good. They tried to make something happen with Steven and Carl. It didn't quite work. Yeah. Um, but then season three, bringing in Paige and Hannah, they they are so good. They're so good. So good. I'm obsessed with both of them. Same. I'm really, I love, love, love Hannah. Like there's yes. something about her just like really gives me life. Not even, I'm not even like in a shady way at all. I'm genuinely just like, I love your confidence. Yes. I love your vibe, your aura. Yeah. I think watching Hannah and Paige, uh, what is so likable about watching them is that they kind of remind me of hang, hanging with my friends. You know, and when you I really them, love a friend and you're so excited to see them. Yeah, and the little jokes they make, like uh, on last week's Summer House, there was some quip uh, and Hannah said something to Paige, like, are we not your friends or something like that? And Paige goes, hmm, no. It's like this like fun, <laughs> sarcastic quips that just remind me of hanging out with some of my closest friends. Yeah, totally. Just so into it. Ugh, I love them. Yeah. Wait, so can we talk about Jordan, though? Yeah, love to. Jordan is a no for me. He's the only summer house. No, that I've experienced and encountered. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad that he's not in season four. And I haven't gotten to his end of season three, but people are slowly like chipping away at like, why (laughs) is this person in existence? His his (laughs) arc is kind of funny. Like I actually, what I like, I kind of, I, 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 he's a big no, but he's such a douchebag that he was like very funny to be there. Yeah. I, mean, I think so far this season has been really good season four, but like Jordan, as, as, as you start to peel away the, the layers of the onion, it's, it just gets more and more ridiculous and um, hilarious. And <laughs> I'm excited for you to get to the core. Like it's reminding me of that one. What was the, that book series? Like when we were kids where it was like a school that, took place in a high rise building, but then like mm. there was no 13th floor or something. Ooh, I, ooh, I don't know that. One. Oh God. It, it was great. like, it was kind of like a preteen book, but then they were always worried about dead rats. And one day they had a substitute teacher that came in wearing like a raincoat and it smelled really bad. And, ev- and like they kept taking off the raincoat of the substitute teacher. And then it turned out just to be a dead rat underneath. And that <laughs> is like Jordan. That's that. my Jordan He's metaphor. In a, in a pile of raincoats. A substitute teacher <laughs> that is just a dead rat in a pile of raincoats. That's like a living nightmare right there. <laughs> it was right? truly one of the scariest book series. It was really funny, but it was also weird and scary. But it, And it was meant for children i think uh, yeah that's readers weigh in and like let me know because i'm now i need to like know I, this. i love the idea that there was a rat that was that said you know what i want to get involved in education and the only way <laughs> a dead rat ta- oh it was a dead rat <laughs> yeah a dead rat 
Well, it probably died because it put on too many wrinkles. Too many layers. <laughs> yeah. It was like, I want to go. I want to go and teach these kids, but no one's going to take me seriously because I'm a rat. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to put on raincoat. Hmm, this isn't convincing. Let me put on another and another and then put on all these raincoats and then got to the school and probably suffocated in his own costume. It's like the the dark side of ratatouille yeah right? also the dark side of education yeah. dying to learn dying to learn <laughs> dying to teach your teacher is a is a is a dead rat this was clearly like an anti-teachers union book <laughs> right <laughs> the agenda's clear yeah very clear um okay let's get into this episode of vanderpump oh, there's a lot to talk about oh my god so excited um first off katie and tom's house gives me the sads Mm, and I don't yeah. know where to put those except just on you and everyone that's listening. I've, they've, any place they've lived has reliably, reliably given the sads, right? Because mm-hmm. we had that oppressive apartment with the Bubba art, you know, and yeah. the many different trinkets and glasses on the counter. Their hoarder's den. Yeah. Like and, that, somehow they managed to turn a huge apartment and make it feel very small and constrictive. Exactly. And now they're in this new house. And actually, every time they're, they're in that house, all I can think about is that comment that Ariana made a few weeks ago that Katie and Tom bought the furniture, basically, that was in the house. Yeah. So I just see it as this weird thing, like they're living in someone else's like experience. They're squatting. They're squatting. In their own abode. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like more so than even Tom and Ariana are with, squatting, like with no furniture. That should be the saddest house. Yeah. They are giving the most real squatter energy, but yet it doesn't feel as sad because like, I believe that Tom and Ariana set out to find a house that they truly liked that spoke to them, that they could see themselves living that. in long term. And you look at it and it has, despite the fact that it's like kind of that farmhouse like aesthetic that's popping up like nouveau mm-hmm. farmhouse you've seen it's like it the magnolia we've all seen it around but it has interesting elements like a really it has a really chic backyard with mm-hmm. like a good landscaping and the way the pool's laid out feels very thoughtful and like <laughs> yeah. it just i was like oh there's parts of this like i see why they like this yes. and then you go to tom and katie's house which feels like it's smushed it feels like at the end of poltergeist when the house implodes on itself uh-huh. It got like halfway imploded and mm-hmm. then just stopped imploding. And then you like <laughs> it walk was in. It's a yeah. rumpled house. <laughs> it's a rumpled house <laughs> built on an Indian burial ground. Yeah. Well, it's in the valley. So it was probably built on like a, uh, like a, a sonic mm-hmm. uh, burial ground. Like a former <laughs> sonic was there and it was built destroyed. on the bones of a thousand cheeseburgers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Built on the bones of. <laughs> A former marshals and the pool's so close to the house; it's like next to. That's the a very wall. LA thing. That's yeah, a very very LA thing. That the pool is like right there. That scares me. I don't know. It just like makes me feel ill at ease. I'm actually surprised that I have not committed more of their house to my mind. I have not like studied their house. The thing that I've like, the thing that I think about with Katie and Tom's house, and t- make sure I'm talking about the right house because between their house and Jack's and Brittany's house, they're a little interchangeable. They're a little interchangeable, but we'll get to Jack's and Brittany's because I, I came up with a whole theory about okay, their house. Because there and is I wonder if our theories are matching. I would love to know because there's one thing that I noticed about their house this week that I didn't talk about on Crappens and that really annoyed me in Jack's and Brittany's house, but mm-hmm. we're going to come back to that. Yeah. Um, but with Katie's house, I believe Katie's house has 
the staircase that that was the one from the bat from the party last week where they're throwing the the, the toilet paper across, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So for some reason, it bothers me that there's this like staircase that goes up and then like a wraparound balcony over the kitchen. Is that what I think it's over the kitchen or it could be the hallway? I'm spatially yeah. struggling with that. It's a whole spatial struggle. Yeah, it's a lot. It just like, is not. There's a lot of height in a way that disturbs me. There's so much height, and then and like you get there's like a landing area but what are you looking down at there's not much to look down at like looking down i think you're looking down at the kitchen but i can't be or like the entrance to the kitchen like i'm actually actively upset at myself that i have not spent more time studying their house yeah it just is i've just observed from the show Mm -hmm. but i don't like it at all no i support that then jackson britney's house Mm -hmm. i realized is the exact same layout as their apartment oh oh yeah with the the staircase where the staircase goes up to the bedroom and even the way that their bedroom is organized is the same way like the furniture is all set up in the exact same way as their old bedroom Mm -hmm. so they just like found a house version of the apartment that they lived in. Right. Which feels really on brand for them. Yeah. But I was like, isn't the whole point of a house like to expand upon the spaces that, that like you, yeah. Or just like kind of start new, start, but maybe that's their vibe. They really found something they like. They just stuck to it. I don't know. The thing that bothered me a lot about it was, um, I noticed the wall by the staircase, Mm -hmm. um, was designed to look like the side of a barn. Like it has har- had like horizontal lines. Yeah. Like it was like almost has a door in it or something. It was just like it was this fake barn situation, but on the inside, like an interior barn wall. And I didn't like that. For some reason, you know, it bothered me because I could imagine Brittany being like, Oh, does this like being home in Kentucky right now? And it just bothered me. Yeah. I think that they just didn't get that thoughtful when they were choosing houses. Like I think that they probably were like, Oh, Tom and Ariana are getting a house. Like we should get a house. And then mm-hmm. they just started looking and found stuff that they were like, Oh, I don't love this barn wall, but it's whatever. It's a house. Like it's yeah. just not consciously going into choosing like your dream house, which I believe Tom and Ariana found like their dream house. I believe Stassi found her dream. Stassi house. definitely did. And like, I just think the other two were like, we want a house. We want it. Yeah. Now. We want a house. And th- yeah, well, cause I think there's some people who buy a house because, Oh, here's a house for a good price. Mm-hmm. And there's some people who do like, look for their dream house. You're not going to settle. And I do think that there probably was this feeling. I, I, I kind of feel like Katie and Tom and then ja- and Jax and Brittany bought a ha- bought houses because they felt that that's where they should be at that point in their life in their relationship. Like we're married, we should have a house mm-hmm. or, um, you know, Jackson, Brittany are very much all about like, this is the notch we should be at. Like, well, we want, we want to have kids and all that stuff. They like, they're very much about like maintaining that, that fairy tale marriage, what you see on TV thing. Cause I think that way they, they can feel like their underlying problems aren't there. Yeah. If they fill their life with things of what, is supposed to look good mm-hmm. you know like having a house yeah totally tom and katie also have a pet lizard now named dog yeah. which i thought was kind of funny and cool i am generally opposed to naming animals <laughs> other animals like I, I this is like my thing like i i once met a dog that someone named bear mm-hmm. and i didn't like the, i was like 
name the dog whatever you want, but don't name the dog Bear because it's not a bear. It confused you. I just felt like it's like it was strange. And naming a lizard dog, I mean, it's, it, it is funny. I definitely laugh at it. But I'm also like, that is such a Tom Schwartz thing to do. To it's be- such a Tom Schwartz thing. I mean, he's eternally, I think, stuck in eighth grade mm-hmm. because that's not an adult pet to me. And it's not an adult, like, pet, like lizard name. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And it's spelled, it's, it's spelled D-A-U-G. Oh, which dog. I Which I thought was funny. That elevates it. That makes that it That elevated it, yeah. Dog. But I was also just like, and then he made an offhanded comment as he always, he tends to always like undermine Katie and just these little aside comments. Yes. He's like, Katie got obsessed with the house and like made us buy it. And so I said, if you're going to make us buy this house, then I want a lizard. And that Mm -hmm. was like the agreement they came to. Mm -hmm. And that's what leads me to believe that this wasn't a conscious house purchase. Yeah. Also, he's got to like negotiate better. Like, I know. <laughs> like, he's like, I'm going to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars, but I get a lizard. Get I'd be like, yeah, babe, it. get five lizards. Yeah. And you know what? That poor lizard's barely going to survive because either it will be malnourished or he's going to put it outside and some bird is going to come and just soup it away. Yeah. Like, reptiles actually are a lot of work to take care of. They are. A dog did not seem very happy. And, and I don't think that putting dog on Stassi's shoulder helped. The poor lizard in any fashion no i don't think so at all dog seemed it's a slippery slope and we'll see how long he lasts yeah i'm concerned about dog's future um <laughs> the more i say dog the more i'm liking the name dog i like the it. lizard i thought that they had gotten another dog and i had just missed that somehow and yeah. that they had this dog a third dog that was like really struggling well you know because dolores on real housewives of new jersey has a dog that she named dog oh i didn't know that so i was afraid that it was gonna be another dog on bravo just named dog Mm -hmm. so i was very concerned it wouldn't be the first time that a vanderpump rules cast member got a dog and named it after another housewives dog because kingsley oh britney and jacks have a yorkie named kingsley you know britney and jacks i feel like not enough attention is put on the fact that they are so competitive with everyone else i think they're hyper competitive especially i think jacks especially yeah you know i he would not have gotten a house if schwartz and sandoval were not getting houses because they got houses first i think right tom and ariana got the house first right so then, that's what caused Jax to want to go. Yeah, with. and then it was a ripple effect. And then, I don't know. I think that Katie also has like a keeping up with the Joneses or keeping up she, with the Jaxes. Yeah, I think there's. I think so. I will give Katie the benefit of the doubt that I too would probably want to expand beyond that apartment because it was so oppressive. Yeah. Um, but uh, I actually respect Stassi that she did not just tumble and then go to the Valley. You know, she waited and she found a house that's totally different and has actually a lot more character, mm-hmm. um, in the Hills. It's like, it's kind of an amazing, it's a cool house find. out of all the houses that the Vanderpump rules cast has bought. I would choose Stassi's house. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of funny cause I actually don't think I would choose it cause I like new construction. Okay. <laughs> but well, then again, I also don't want to live in the Valley, but, um, I also am concerned cause she bought that. I saw it on, on like curbed or something for like one point something, right? Like 1.7, yeah, 1.7 in the hill. It's a big house and it's in the Hills. I am concerned that it has a termite problem or some sort of like structural issue. It's a old house and it's also built into a hill. Like the whole side of it yeah. is like all contingent on that hill. 
I have a theory that if an earthquake comes, that house is toast. That house yeah. is falling into a ravine. It <laughs> will fall deep down into the earth's magma and just be eaten. It will up. just be swallowed up. It was like the inevitable, the inevitable, inevitable conclusion for Stasi. Yeah, right? I mean it. It feels right. It feels right. I feel yeah. like she'd actually support it. That she'd she be will like, be taken by <laughs> boiling lava yes. and ended in that way exactly. in her dream house clinging to Bo. I'm like, mm-hmm. this is poetic. I love it. Yeah, it, it feels right. It'll it's like that it's like that scene in Toy Story Three where they're all heading towards the incinerator and yeah. holding hands and mm-hmm. like this is it. This is the end, right? Yeah. Um yeah, because that house is too big and in too much of a prime location for it to be less than 2 million it really should be like at 2.53 million i know this because i was just browsing on zillow because why not yeah oh i I love a good late night zillow browse i did a nice zillow deep dive and everything is like especially in the hills everything's like 3 million or more so it's insanely expensive yeah Yeah. to be that cheap something's up it has there's there's a hell pit underneath it yeah it's just being held up <laughs> held up it's being held up by like a tiny finger yeah Satan's like a like few like a few finger. like it's like a few like <laughs> someone took a bunch of flagstones and piled them up and put the house in the flagstones you know and then like yeah. one shake and the flagstones fall apart and that house is in the is in no the that house hell. is like structurally not sound i think she probably bought it because there's a hell pit she's like there's a hell pit and I'm into it AF. Okay? Yeah. She loves it. Yeah, it's on like brand for her. She shows people uh, there's a hell pit right below here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's like, it's hot. We don't have like central heat because <laughs> it just kind of naturally gets hot from hell. Yeah. Like, so it's like, do you have, uh, do you have a, do you have, we have like, a central AC we have central to cool air it sheet, off? And we have, we, what we have is pushed, pushed heat. Mm-hmm. that comes up from the pit of hell yeah. beneath the house. It's like a hot springs, except yeah. a hell springs. Exactly. It's like, oh, it's really cold today in LA. Do you want me to open up the vent and let some of the hell in? Yeah. Yeah. The hell's always being let in in yeah. Stassi's abode. <laughs> yeah, always. <laughs> Jax and Brittany and Sherry are planning the seating chart. Mm-hmm. And Jax announces that he's firing Sandoval from being his best man. Yes. And... I love that at this late in the game, they've decided to weaponize their wedding. Uh huh. That feels like a very unromantic thing to do. Uh, I I agree, and um, I I'm surprised it has taken this long for them to weaponize. I'm surprised we didn't see more of it last season. But mm-hmm. I think it would start. You saw the beginnings of like the bubbles boiling mm-hmm. last season. I feel like at the reunion when like. Sandoval was kind of taking James's side. That's where we saw. And Jax was just getting... I think he Jax has been enraged since that moment and has been like at a 9.5 on the rage Mm -hmm. scale and has never come down for Sandoval since then. I think he also has had some deep resentment about TomTom and the fact that Jax was left out of this like owning a bar Mm -hmm. and makes him feel like shit. So this wedding is a way for him to hold something over Tom. Be like, this is... Like, no... I'm the one in the prestigious position right now, and I'm I can call shots too. You yeah. Know? Um, but what I really did not like about that scene is they're they are they're doing um seating arrangements, which a lot of people say is the worst part of mm-hmm. a wedding wedding planning. I think I would love it. Like I would love that. I would love. To, I to love casually... to like control where people are sitting. Yes, and I love the drama of like I love the puzzle and the drama of like you can't put the, them together because they had this issue. I'm like. Yes. I think I might have a fetish for that because, like, as you're talking about it, I'm just like, oh, I just want to have a party just to seat people yeah. around each other. I just want to have, like, 
like seat everyone. Everyone comes, like we plan everything. We mm-hmm. spend hours figuring it. First of all, we spend hours coming up with the guest list of like people who may have issues with each other. And then we try to seat them. And then when it's done, we invite everyone and they sit down and we say, thank you so much for coming. We just want to see how this would work out. Yeah. And then it's done. Yeah. It's like you're playing God. You really that would are. be the best part of wedding. That and like a registry where you get, it's like a the wish list to the max. Mm-hmm. You get everything you ask for. Plus you can like start little drama like amongst people mm-hmm. and it's control great. their lives for a mere two hours. Sign yeah. me up. But you know, I don't feel like, well, I'm sure Brittany likes that, but I, it bothered me in this scene that Brittany was, she was complaining about how like, you know, this is, you know, we're supposed, this is supposed to be, we're preparing for the best night of our lives and this is supposed to be a happy time for us and say we're talking about Sandoval. And I'm like, really? You're going to turn, like, you're going to turn, you're, you're going to turn this whole stupid thing into an attack on the mundane activity of seating arrangements. Yeah. And like, and her narrative of like, we're trying to just have a fun marriage. I'm marrying my best friend and I'm trying to be happy, but people won't let us. And I'm yes. like, Literally, no one is not letting you marry Jax. Yeah, people are actually defending you. And you've had so many events. I mean, people have had to spend thousands of dollars to support you. And they and they did it. And they, they did, did it. it. And also, I think that it's fucked up to disinvite someone who's already made arrangements to come and travel to your wedding like mm-hmm. a week before. I'm sorry. You're just going to have to like... Unless they like killed a family member of yours, right. you just have to suck it up and let them come. It's not like you're going to talk to them anyways. Yeah. You know, demote from best demote man. Demote from best fine. man. And then just like ignore them. Exactly. But especially because it's not like Tom didn't do anything to Jax. That's the other thing. Tom Tom pulled Jax aside to have a conversation to be like, uh, you should like, you should be aware of these things. And, you know, the fact that you weren't really hurt me. Yeah. And Jax is making, Jax is making himself seem like the victim and then disinvites Sandoval over this. It's yeah. insane and actually causes more drama and problems for like Brittany and Sherry. If they're the ones that are having to deal with all like the wedding drama and fallout. Exactly. It's like this actually makes no sense and None. causes more stress. Exactly. And then they act and, and Brittany starts, you know, choking up about like, you know, she's just trying to be happy and people won't let her be happy. I'm like, I'm sorry that your actions have consequences to them. Welcome to the world that everyone else lives in. Exactly. And it's also just like watching her in this like generic ha- in this generic house doing the making like this very expensive expensive wedding complaining that people won't let her be happy and like i hate to be this person to be like well there are people starving in this world but there are people starving in this world it made me think of like people who like genuinely can't achieve happiness (laughs) because there are like societal things against them like whether it's like racism or illness or just She's like, what are you talking about? Why won't you just let me be happy? (laughs) See, again, no one wants me to be happy. (laughs) It's like, literally, if you, I mean, this is your life that you've chosen. Like, you've chosen your entire existence. And if you can't be happy with your choices, then that's on you. Mm -hmm. That's not on anyone else. Yeah, and also, like, I don't really, I'm not really into this whole thing that, um, that like you can't say like something negative or you just have to like be on on like eggshells around a bride a, a, a new soon to be bride and groom because this is a happy time for them so you don't want to ruin it no That's it's ridiculous. the ultimate straight hell 
terrible straight hell Stassi unleashed she just like let her basement air she, out yeah, she and opened then the door. unleashed straight hell yeah, on straight everyone hell, straight hell emerged <laughs> and took over Brittany and Jax yeah which is like our wedding is the most important thing no one can say anything Jax mm. is like in full I love his uh, like his way of dealing with any confrontation is like I will literally get up and walk away which means I won't film with you anymore which yeah. is actually very fucked up to do to like the whole production side of like this show that you're trying to make. Yes, exactly. And like, it's all, it's like, it's all reached a boiling point. That's too much. Like he needs to get cut after this. Yeah. I'm, I'm totally in support of that. Both like, whether it's like cut out of the show or just like get like a paper cut. I'll be yeah. Like either satisfied work. with a paper cut. <laughs> Finally, we got to see Randall. Big, big landmark episode <laughs> as randall randall makes his debut he opens up with a uh like a sort of a sort of a felt like a, a, anal a, sex joke anal sex joke yeah which is very much on brand i think i told you i feel like maybe i said it on maybe another time i was on the show that one time in my old building there was a pool on the roof mm-hmm. and for some reason like the the gods aligned and lala was at the pool with rand oh amazing. she was friends with someone in the building okay and so lala and rand were at the pool and Ron, and rand was literally caught saying like what he said before like hey you doing some backdoor work he was saying that like at this pool loudly calling across at a pool that wasn't even his. And I was just like, who is this disgusting guy? He loves a backdoor joke. He loves it. That's his material. Yeah. It's been working for him. I love despite not getting really any feedback that's positive on it. He mm-hmm. keeps it going. Totally. He and can't let it die. He, I'm surprised he hasn't produced a movie about it. Randall and Law have been renovating their house Mm -hmm. they really need to throw some renovation behind the backyard area their back door could use some back door work yeah in my opinion yeah that um, deck feels weird to me it doesn't sit like a public pool felt like a public pool and then like there's there's a a really dirt hill kind of next to it There's just like a very municipal quality about all of it yeah that doesn't match kind of the interior vibe which is not still not my favorite interior vibe i've ever seen yeah i uh now this renovation started on flipping out Mm -hmm. with jeff lewis jeff lewis weighed in i didn't watch that episode did you i did okay and it was very much like uh jeff lewis was like we need some chairs and lala's like i love chairs and then randall's like i don't want to buy chairs and jeff was like trust me on this and they got the chairs and lala's like see these chairs are great and so jeff and lala loved each other and Mm -hmm. randall was like i'm just a guy i'll just go along with it sure put in the chairs it's a great episode i love that so really they accomplished like chairs (laughs) Chairs. only yeah that's at least what i remember it could be totally wrong but in my mind there was a lot of discussion about chairs okay fair yeah so their renovation is just like ongoing yeah and it was jarring to see them together because I feel like all we get of them together is like from social media or something. Mm-hmm. Like we really haven't seen them in context of the show. Yeah. And it definitely made me realize like how insane their relationship actually is. Absolutely. And like when they went to that restaurant with Jackson, Brittany later on in the episode, <laughs> Lala has like fully, graduated to crazy LA wife. Yeah. You know, like her hair was big. Her, her, her lips were 
were just there's a look when you go to when you come to LA when you go to Beverly Hills and you see like these rich dudes that have like young hot girlfriends or wives. like a producer guy mm-hmm. who literally looks like a roly poly with like <laughs> <laughs> with a woman with LA face yeah with big hair that's like mm-hmm. reminds of like Linda Evans or something um, but like with a choker or whatever and and she's just sitting there and like nodding along and and kind of being like a little bit bossy like being like oh you got to do this or you got to do that or kind of making fun of him but not enough to like make waves yes exerting some sort of presence yeah so that way she can tell her friends like oh no i totally wear the pants in the relationship mm-hmm. but it's clear she doesn't no yeah yeah, it was, and I guess also it was weird to see her in like more like streetwear clothes yes. in that scene because I that's, was like, this feels like a departure from whatever brand you're trying to do this season. I I agree. I noticed that as well. She's wearing a pant of some sort, right? Like a long basketball short, almost. Oh, that's what it was. with you're like right. a like an Air Force One or like a night like a Nike like high top. Lala it was at very. Home. It was younger, like Lala in the stew. Mm-hmm. It was, and then it Rand comes out of nowhere and just starts talking and i just like my brain like couldn't make the two match yeah it's it's weird having rand uh on our screens but i guess after um everything happened with 50 cent like what does he have to lose like he's he was made he might as well might and as well do this. i think also lala was being threatened to get cut if she didn't have rand that's prob- that's on the show true. yeah that makes sense and then i heard like like very third, fourth, fifth hand goss that Rand was difficult to deal with from a production standpoint. Um, I'm trying to remember if I heard, I, I feel like I heard some Rand gossip also from a production standpoint, but I like can't remember it. Well, I guess it just wasn't good gossip, but that makes sense. I'm sure he was very difficult. He's a busy man. He's busy making huge, impactful films like Gotti. Like Gotti, not winning any Oscars for The Irishman, yeah. etc. Yeah, it's hard. Um, Lisa invites Brett to her house to work out, aka just talk, because she, she's hurt her foot. She's hurt her foot <laughs> doing something. So rather than tell Brett, hey... Uh, we could have a phone conversation. Yeah. I could or, FaceTime you. Hey, I can't work out today, so um, you can do something else. Mm-hmm. Like, But she still has them drive all the way up to wherever. Where do they live? Are they like in the Bel Air area? I think they're in Bel Air, but it seems like they're at like, the end of the road in Bel Air. Yeah. Because their house looks out <laughs> over like a massive cliff. Yeah, I don't even know. They like look out onto a different country. Seems like, like a destination. <laughs> yes. Like you really are committing an extra ten minutes up a hill at the end of your drive to exactly. get there. Exactly. So Brett had to drive all the way out there to find out that he would not be working Lisa out. And yeah. She's like, well, I guess you can have some tea. So they have tea. <laughs> I met really over Brett and Max. Like I just, yeah. I immediately want to take to my phone when mm-hmm. I see them on the screen. Is that because the racist tweets are just in general? It's just in general. I mean, yeah. the racist tweets certainly didn't help. They rarely do. But Brett especially, like, he, I know that he didn't have any organic connection to the cast ahead of being on the show, and you really feel it. He, I mean, he literally says it this episode. He's like, I came from New Jersey two months ago. Yeah, he was like a YouTuber's boyfriend. Right. To then, I think because of her following, had a little bit of a following, but he was like cast off of YouTube, which I'm like, there are a million other YouTubers based like in LA. Him? Yeah. Like, why this guy? And there's also, like, a lot of really hot guys, too. And they keep trying to say that he's, like, super hot. I'm not and, like, feeling it. Yeah. Like, in the beginning, I thought, like, maybe he was hot. I have a theory that I have 
been very vocal about mm-hmm. on on crappens, which is that I feel like he looks like a tropical fish. <laughs> like sort of like a like a hot tropical fit. Like if you look at Dory, yeah. like in Finding Dory, he kind of looks like Dory, but like sort of like a hot weathered Dory. Yeah, if you look at him, and I he feel like is he, very weathered for also being so young. He's very weathered, and I just think that he like he could be thirty nine. You know what I mean? Like he, like and, at best, yeah. Like he, it's like there's something that's just not adding up. It's uh, I agree. It's not. He's not giving me like the hot asshole vibe that I want. Like, I, like if I want him to be just like obscenely hot so that way I could be like, he's such an asshole, but he is so hot, but he's not giving me the hot part. Yeah. Like Jax was like that for uh-huh. a long time. For a long, Yes. And then Brett is just like creeping me out. Yeah. And Max gives me nothing. Like I, I actually don't, we're supposed to believe that Max is kind of like also There's a, like a Jax. playboy. Yeah. But he's, I'm like, no, Max is like, five seven mm-hmm. you know what i mean like he re- yeah he reminds he, me of someone who was like on um uh, a reality show that aired on tnt about six years ago mm-hmm. you know like some people watched it some people knew him but where's old brett that's the brett that i want to see is danica's boyfriend that she like pushed oh who's like you mean, uh, old brett, brett the willis? bartender yeah, yeah brett willis i know why is brett willis where is brett willis yes and also- he's jacked as fuck he is. And on top of that, um, there's some hot guy. There's another hot guy on uh, who is a bartender there because Sheena posted him on her Instagram. I forget his name. But is he's he really tall? Tall and gorgeous. And literally like so hot that you are beside yourself. That's that's what Brett who, needs to be. Yeah. Who is that guy? I've who seen him. I look, I've I seen him bartending dive. at uh, TomTom. And I've like ta- I've brought him up. I think Carrie and I both had a moment on an episode where Carrie was like, "Yeah," and there was this guy, and then I was like, "Oh my god!" And then we both were like, "Yes, the hottest guy I've ever seen." Yes, where is that guy? Exactly, and you know, LA is full of guys who are so hot you uh, you cannot believe that mm-hmm. that like they you're exist. like tongue tied. That yeah. was this guy's level of hot. Exactly, and I'm sh- I thought. 100% he's a slam dunk for being on this show like yeah but then I mean, we got Brett I don't understand why we get Brett yeah I don't get it either did you notice I think Danny uh, Danny Pellegrino was the first one to point this out maybe it was you I could be wrong um, say that, it that uh, <laughs> that after those racist tweets came out that uh, Brett and Max were totally cut out of like the interviews like they did not have any um, interview time yeah they start they started to they, I think production decided that they were going to start cutting their storylines a little bit or shaving them. And so that makes sense. I didn't realize that they had no talking heads moment. Well, they're back now. Max had his first talking head again last week. And Brett had one this week. Um, And then another thing that I was talking about Ronnie with was at the beginning of the season, there was talk... The very first episode, it was, you know, Dana's interested in Max, um, but Max had this thing with Sheena, and now Max and Sheena are just friends, but are they really just friends? Because he's going to go to Palm Springs for, like, a, a weekend thing. Yeah. And we never saw that Palm Springs trip. No, we never saw that. And I feel like we're now getting... Even this episode was weird because Sheena had that one iconic phone call with Brett, but then we never got any more Sheena follow-up, and I feel like we're now getting cheated out of like prime Sheena Mm -hmm. camera time because she her storylines are really connected to these two losers. I, I agree. I think they need to focus on like slowly just bringing women, more women into the fold and making it just like 
women working at Sir and That's being like fun and flirty and free because the women have always carried the show. Like always. even though like the guys they add a certain flavor, it really is mostly like I'm watching for the women. Yeah, it was even always... if I don't like them, I'm still tuning in and I'm still like obsessed with them. Yeah, because it's about like the the territorialism and the and their friendship and, the and, and the, their yeah yeah and the dating and the and like can they trust these guys i agree it should be more about the women and you know i was happy that i felt like um this was a a, a watershed episode for charlie i need you know? more charlie yeah like this prior to today charlie was this like vapid girl who never had pasta <laughs> this episode what turned she things hasn't around. eaten a lot of things honestly i mean pasta and avocado i mean what next i mean like she's like oops. making wild claims wild. so she's never had pasta in her life and also then she says she's hispanic mm-hmm. so she's a, a hispanic but, she's but then never has had never had avocado yeah i need to know i need her full dietary restrictions list i need yeah I need. To and know i'm like no tried. wonder you're so thin because you just don't aren't eating anything she's apparently. like eating i don't even know what she possibly is eating like apples cheese bread maybe but then she not says a not a lot of like not a lot of carbs celery sticks celery sure. peanut butter peanut butter sometimes maybe, maybe she's butter. paleo <laughs> <laughs> i think she just has like little scraps here and there and then says i you know i actually don't eat a lot i get full quickly yeah it's like a mouse kind of yeah that kind of like i actually don't really need much to eat to be full i just need a little bit she's like i eat to live i don't live to eat yeah yeah one of those people, one of those people. she probably eats a lot of popcorn like unsalted loves popcorn, popcorn. So yeah like, or she has some weird like rice popcorn she's mm-hmm. like taste this it tastes just like popcorn but it's rice yeah yeah, I need you to know more. You can get it more. at Trader Joe's, and like you can't get it at Trader Joe's, but she's been telling people that, even though she got it at like Sprouts. Yeah, so we're all misled. Yeah, she's full of like left turns and right turns. Yeah, I think we're only... just when you think you know Charlie, you actually have no idea. Yeah, no, it's like MTV Diary of Charlie. You think you know me, but you have no idea. No, and when Brett says when Lisa asks him what he's doing, and he goes, "I'm working Charlie tonight," I literally like vomited in my mouth. That was such an inappropriate thing to say to your boss, to your boss, to just another woman. To be like, I'm working, like I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm fucking another girl tonight. Lisa. Yeah, because she says, "Are you working tonight?" And he goes, "Working Charlie." I'm just, it's so presumptuous and then he's like flashing this smile like giving me hardcore rentmen.com energy and he looks like a hyena from lion king kind of yeah yeah hi like a somewhere but somewhere on the spectrum between tropical fish and hyena hyena with a little bit of like the rent yeah 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 Yeah. but and but he 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 carries himself like a male escort for sure totally he's gigolos huge gigolo yeah and then they talk shit about sheena which i'm like that's it's very rude at this point and disrespectful to like talk any shit about sheena it's a hundred percent rude she's off limits sheena has done nothing but kill herself for this show season and season again and has given us so much like you need to come correct with nothing but respect for the queen yeah she has done so much okay and don't forget sir that you were the one who went to her apartment and made out with her and then you're acting like she's the crazy one for thinking that like maybe there's an attraction there yeah and also sheena does not want to date you she doesn't she just wants to play categories yeah. and make her famous enchiladas yeah dina and max are exclusive now 
according Great. to, I guess, Max, who then immediately backtracks and is like, oh, I was tired when I said that. Like, I don't really mean it. Mm-hmm. And then she's shocked that and Max, then the yeah. guy that everyone's warned her about, is... <laughs> is like a, a douchebag. Yeah. By the way, just to anyone, just real simple advice. Don't don't date um, bar managers. No. It's a <laughs> terrible idea. Don't do it. First of all, that lifestyle is really late hours. Then yes. and it's like lots and lots of drugs and alcohol mm-hmm. just that come with that territory of job. Exactly. And then there's just gonna be nothing but temptations around. Yeah. And they're not built like that kind of job is not built for a sustainable long term relationship. It's not. It's not. So just don't do that. Don't yeah. do that. And if you're gay, also this. If you're gay, I'm going to add another thing, which is don't date a, a go go dancer. Mm-hmm. I guess that goes if you're a woman too, because they're they're straight go go dancers. Same issue. Don't. don't oh do yeah, because they're out pretty late. Yeah, and they're they're like, getting paid cash, and they're th- they're like professional thirst traps. Mm-hmm. So don't do it. It's I not know, gonna, it's as not hot as they well. are. You know what? Just get a lap dance. You know, I once went on a date with a go-go dancer, and he was like, um, "Come to this bar. I'm working." So I don't know why. I, I would. This is when I, I was, know why. Yeah. I, mean, I, I know why, but like, <laughs> but like, this is before I like had any self worth, and I and I would say, no, I'm not going to go on a date while you're working. Yeah, like I want to go on a date when it's a date yeah but i went and there used to be this do you remember there's a gay bar in silver lake called mj's yes a few years ago yes so he was there so i brought my friend fernanda because i'm like he's working and you have I to come with yeah you're yeah. not gonna go alone and then be like alone yeah like while he's just go-go dancing waiting around i mean like i should have been able was to he, anticipate like, come this. here to watch me and then when i get off we'll go out together or it was, was it just, just like, like come, come to MJ's. Yeah, sort of like come to MJ's. I'm I'm working. Okay. So I was like, sure, because he was so cute. Again, yeah. Another person who was hotter than Brett. Yeah. There and are I, so many. It's still very unclear. I mean, I think the cast who's ever in charge of casting, they they drop they the need ball. to be cut loose as well. Yeah, I think so. And I've offered my services before, but I will say it again, and I feel like I could include you in this. Mm-hmm. Bravo, if you need a consultant for any sort of casting, Please. anything on Vanderpump Rules, look no further. We are I would your do liaisons it, to yeah, the audience. I would help you. It would be in your best interest to have one of us weigh in because it would make the show better. I know. I 100% agree. I th- Because this is no good. This isn't working. This clearly. Isn't working. I don't have a problem with... I actually have no problems with the women that they brought on. No. I'm Dana, like, give Danica. Me more. Give me more of all that. Yeah. But these guys, this is not... No. This is not appealing television for me. A zero appeal. I won't say it's not... I wouldn't say it's zero, not appealing television. But I'm just thinking that these guys could be better. They could be better. I'm down to have men on the show for the women to be interested in. Yeah. But I'm like, let's at least make them so hot, it's like unbelievable. And like, why? Am I could I... walk into Tom Tom now and pick out guys that would be perfect for the show. I've interacted Literally. with enough waiters at Tom Tom and have been to Tom Tom so many times. Like, I know yes. exactly who you should be putting on this show. Exactly. The guy with the ponytail. There's a guy JoJo. with the ponytail. Jojo. Jojo. Yeah. He's you, great. Where's he? he? He's been, I mean, he's been sort of like in, the, in back, the background. He's but been getting some camera time. We need more Jojo? gay well, guys. More for sure. Yeah. That we should, you should at least just get two 
out gay cast members or at mm-hmm. least one to mix things up. Yes, it's a two would on. be great. Two would be great. Um, I know that's a lot for you to wrap your heads I think, around, I Bravo. Think you'd have but three, so and potentially maybe like a love triangle of some sort. Yeah, or like a thruple gone wrong. I'm sure that things could be happening. We need old Brett in the mix immediately. Brett Willis. Brett Willis. Get him in there. Uh huh. Jojo. Old Jojo. I guess he's probably gay. Jojo is gay. Okay, he yeah. is gay. Yes. And then that tall drink of water that everyone that is like, guy. this guy's so hot. I don't know what to do with myself. Put him on TV. Yeah. If he says he doesn't want to be on TV, just say, Film Sorry. him without his consent. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Film him without Make consent. Make him sign a background release. Say you're and working then, at Sir. Yeah. Just have him work at Sir and just like kind of let the camera linger on him every once in yeah, a while. Yeah. Because these guys, like Brett is taking up time. Like time that we're watching Brett is time that we could be watching Kristen or James. Yeah. And it's he's episode. not cutting it. He's not earning his. He's sleazy. Yeah. He is sleazy. <laughs> Schwartz says he loves single max, which I was like, that is a red flag. If my husband was mm-hmm. like, I love this single like douchebag guy and I'm mm-hmm. sad, I would be like, why do you like, why? Yeah. I don't, that would be a fight later on. I just don't even, under, I, I don't understand the appeal of single. I don't understand the appeal of max enough that that single max would be a thing. Yeah. Jax comes into sir with Coke eyes ready to take to the alley and have a meeting of the minds. It's a back alley, sir episode. He's had he has coke eyes this entire episode yes and he's like hungry for conflict yeah he's ready to like work off some steam yeah right now and so they just i love that they two pull up chairs not facing each other Mm -hmm. and then just sit next to each other kind of screaming in each other's general direction but facing out it was very ingmar bergman i liked it (laughs) it was (laughs) It was, uh, you know, it was cinematic. It was cinematic. Uh, I liked that when they went out, there was only one chair. So we got to see Tom find a Go chair. Go find a chair. And like, like, where a did those chairs come chairs. from? There was a pile of chairs. Yeah. You know, maybe they were. I the- like that if you're driving by, if you drive by on Melrose, on the corner of Melrose and Robertson, the holster alley is on display. Yes. So if you were to drive by during that moment, you would have looked to your right and seen Tom Zandoval and Jax sitting facing you, yeah, but facing. screaming at each other. Yes, and you would have been like, "What?" And then you my, had my to dream go. is to drive by because I've driven. I can't tell you how many times I've driven by on Melrose. That's Always alley, that alley. And to look and something's happening. It is never. It is actually just barren every single time. I don't believe. Yeah, it. it's like a whole. Like I don't know how people. When do they film? They film at like six in the morning. They must. <laughs> they must because that back alley is that is so iconic, and the fact that it seems like they're always back there fighting and having conversations and shaming each other, and yet every time I drive by, no one is there. Maybe they built a fake alley set. That's what I'm thinking. On like the Warner Brothers lot. Yeah, there's a back lot. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm with you. There's never any alley activity. Yeah, it really bothers me. Ugh. Well, so Jax says that he's been sitting and waiting for four days for Sandoval to text him that he's sorry. And then he says, if you start deflecting right now, I'm going to get up and walk away. Right. At which point Sandoval's like, dude, do you even know me? Do you even know me? (laughs) Actually, I guess that was more in response to Jax saying that that Sandoval was trying to sabotage him. Sandoval, he says Sandoval's trying to sabotage him. And then... 
basically Sandoval, I guess, is trying to be like, wait, no, like you are. He's trying to be like, I can't say anything to you. Every time I try to for the past year, when I, because he, he starts saying like for the past yeah. year. And then it. Every time. And, like, and Jackson's you like, yeah, don't go to the past. It's always about the past. And you're deflecting. You're trying to deflect. But Jax is actually the one deflecting the most because he's mm-hmm. deflecting about a, away from the fact that Sandoval had a legitimate issue about this pastor. And Jax is instead twisted it into a situation where Sandoval, who's my best man, man should be supporting me uh, and making me feel good because it's my 19th event that I've had for this wedding. And God forbid, one of those events is like not quite as good as the others. Yeah. And also to bring up like... He's asking me a question that is a legitimate question to ask. Yeah. Like, I remember when the first rumblings of Brittany and Jax's homophobic pastor occurred. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't even, like, tagged in anything. Like, yeah. I just saw it. So I'm like, if I saw it and I'm not even in your friend group, like, I'm getting a sliver of the information that you're yes. getting. You guys have definitely seen this as well. People and people are angry. And like Tom Sandoval said it last week, he's been tagged in so many things with about this pastor. There's no way that Brittany has not seen it, or especially Jax. Yeah. You know? Jax sees everything. He literally goes through his mentions and deletes people and blocks them that he doesn't agree with. Right. So he has fully seen and been aware of this happening. A hundred percent. And so when he's sitting there saying he's expecting a call from Sandoval to apologize, when he is the one who went screaming at his best friend, when his best friend was trying to express how he, how he feel and how how he feel, how he felt, how he felt. That's how he felt. That's how he felt in that moment. <laughs> Why can't you just be happy? What about how I feel sometimes? But uh, yeah, no, Jax is awful. Yeah. And then he goes, it's the one day of my life that's like one fucking week. And I was like, what? Like, you've <laughs> just fully contradicted yourself. And basically, that's the thesis statement of this whole wedding. Yeah. Is the one day of your life that's like one fucking week. Yeah. It's like one fucking week. <laughs> it's a never ending lifetime of you getting married. Yeah. Because everything has been elevated to like like defcon five i don't know what's more important defcon five or defcon one i don't know what's the scarier one i think defcon any defcon is bad it's on a defcon and like everything because it's not just the bachelor party or not just the shower it's the we're picking out ties and like this is a really important thing because i'll never get to pick out ties with my bros again for my wedding and like why can't you be happy for me or like we're doing the seating arrangements why can't you be happy for me or this is a really special time we're doing the cake tasting you know like Everything is like being vaunted uh, as if it's like this super hyper special thing. And by the way, this is not going to be their last marriage. I hate to break it to everyone. No, this This isn't even going to be a marriage that lasts that long. This is like a starter marriage at best. This is like a, a marriage with a shelf life. This is basically like the vegetables you got from the farmer's market that you're like, I'm so going to make an amazing salad. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, it's Thursday and half of them have wilted. They're and wilted the other half and you have to throw them out. Because you have a, a, a crisper that doesn't work. Yeah. And I'm not saying I'm speaking from personal experience, but I am saying <laughs> that may be something that's going on in my fridge right now. And you throw them away and then you're like kind of ashamed that you're wasting this amount of food. Yes, and you're like, no one talked to me about, I don't want to ever be confronted about this. Yeah, they are basically like wasted farmer's market market produce yeah uh, totally and then also with jack's being like i'm not even having my own mother at this wedding because i don't want to deal with her it's like well, even that statement coming out of your mouth 
that should be a personal red flag yes. as like, oh, I've now reached a point where like my mother who birthed me as someone I'm very close to, I'm not having here and I'm having another conflict with my best friend of however many years yeah, that I'm also years. really close to. And the common denominator between these two is me. So mm-hmm. what am I doing that's bringing some sort of like chaos to the table that's making these like relationships not feel right in lieu of this wedding. Yeah. So he could either have that thought process or he could probably just like jerk off and I he could jerk off rail some more blow and yeah. then be like, and you're not invited to the wedding. <laughs> yeah. We can guess which one he chose. Right. <laughs> also this wedding, by the way, is just a band aid for like the huge cheating scandal that he yes. had on Britney in the first place. Yes. And you know, by the way, I'm so glad that we are back to getting to giving Jax a, a, a bad edit because he's getting a bad edit. Yeah. And because last season, because his dad died, which no, I wouldn't dream. I wouldn't wish that on anyone. Not even no. Jax. Terrible. But he got like a very nice edit, and like everyone rallied around them. Everyone was like, "They're great. They're great." After a season where they were actively trying to keep them apart because they knew that Jax was so toxic for Britney, and they were fully two psychotic people in a toxic relationship that was destroying their lives destroying and then his dad dies and then she gets to do her dream which is to 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 be there and swoop in and save save the day and to to fix and then he gets to feel it gives him an excuse to feel like he's a changed man he can believe that he's a changed man now yeah and also be like fool himself into thinking like i want to be with this person long term which that's not what he was thinking like i'm sorry but someone dying doesn't change that doesn't change a dynamic that's already in play that just is like a now a person is dead yeah i mean the dynamic a death a death of a close family member will impact you in 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 ways that are uh, they're different for every person and you never know how it's going to happen true but um it it feels very much like Jax is now decide he wants to be a better person. He's always I think he's always wants to be a better person, but he's in, been incapable of. Mm-hmm. And now he feels like if he plays the part, then that means if you basically fake it till you make it, and that will be true. And so now Brittany comes in and it's like, oh, everything's better now, and therefore that means that I am a better person. But we know that the the real shit that was causing him to do the stuff all that time has never been dealt with. Yeah. And I don't understand why everyone has drank the Kool-Aid over this, except for Tom and Ariana. Yeah, because I think that um, I think that people felt bad about you know his dad dying, mm-hmm. and on top of that, I mean they've you know f- the people I've spoken to from the cast, they said that they saw a genuine change in Jax. But then again, they could all just be getting jaxed. I think they're all getting jaxed. I, I mean, so he too. sat on a fucking boat and was like. I fucked everybody over on this boat and they're still all here. Isn't that crazy? And I'm like, well, you are all on a show together. Mm -hmm. Your paychecks depend on you, like showing up to work and filming with each other. And like, it makes sense that I think that they off camera have had agreements with each other of being like, I won't talk about X, Y, Z about your relationship. If you don't Mm -hmm. talk about X, Y, Z about mine. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where Tom and Ariana are coming in and the rest of the cast is shitting on them because they're going to like, at least Ariana is going to bring up inconsistencies or at least like call out certain things that are, you're on a reality show. Like that's the deal. You are a camera rolls and you get called out for all your shit. Mm -hmm. If you don't want to do that, like, 
go manage a restaurant in the valley or something. Yeah. Like go invest and quit the show. Yeah, yeah, invest. But that's not what you've chosen. And yeah. so then everyone's like getting mad, but I'm like, you guys, Jack's like fucked faith next to a woman who was on her deathbed. Yes. Like and then tried to lie about it and then got married like what the fuck you guys yeah like can we all just agree that this is insane and we can let them do whatever they want but like let's all level out and just be like that's fucking crazy yeah and what we're seeing with Jax is that like you know the the sweet nice Jax that he was trying so desperately to be it never really sent the old Jax away and the way that he's acting now and the way that he is uh, being so self-centered and also playing all sorts of mind games on Brittany like he you, you we see it at the dinner with uh with Rand that dinner was insane yeah and Brittany is saying she said something about like um I understand why Ariana you know might feel weird she's she has like a moment of like a shred of empathy yeah and Jax is like oh you're always making excuses why can't you support me why can't you support me I support you you say that the sky is green I say the sky is green why can't you support me which is this crazy codependent um mind game it's like how you like that's how you con someone into staying with you after you've cheated yeah is that you make you sort of guilt them and make you make them feel like um like why aren't you supporting me like they aren't doing enough and that maybe they might be a bad person you mm-hmm. know it's like it was totally fucked up yeah like and you agree that instead of like resolving conflict as it comes up you're just going to be on that person's side no matter what yeah and that means that they owe you the same thing mm-hmm. which is like just the opposite side of the coin but Jax is also like the most disloyal person on the entire cast he's like che- he's actually on top of like cheating with people and cheating with his best friend's girlfriend which is way. wild too because he goes i've been burned by tom sandoval multiple times and in my head i'm like you literally fucked his ex-girlfriend <laughs> yeah. like were twice. They, yeah twice and like weren't very remorseful about it he was never remorseful yeah and where has tom sandoval burned jacks can someone cite those moments yeah i'm still like racking my brain for them did did tom call up the tampa bay hockey team and say don't give don't, <laughs> don't offer give this, him this social internship. media internship is that what happened like what has he ruined for you i without tom sandoval you would never have been on the show is that true I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, kind of. Tom and Tom like That's let true, Tom. Jax live in there when Tom Sandoval they both lived in that horrible apartment pre Kristen oh. or Ariana, and Jax lived in the living room. Yeah. They gave him like a sheet, and That's then right. just let and him live in the Jax living room. Like have sex in the, sh- in, in yeah, the room too. and with the sheet girls. <laughs> they do have like <laughs> such a fascinating backstory yeah but they it's like they literally are the reason that you are where you are today yeah. cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue also you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states united healthcare short-term insurance plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage for you learn more at uh1.com Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know that hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine? That is where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement, unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use code SEXYUNIQUE at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry! Your hair and skin will thank you. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, Princess Diana. But that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Disintel, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Disintel on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. I think that maybe what he's referring to is are uh, the times when Sandoval has defended James at reunions. But other than that, I can't imagine anything. Yeah. And what the thing that James did the most recently that was so bad is said a truthful thing that you did. Yes. Like and made fun of it. Yes. And also I said this like a couple episodes ago, but like Stassi read an excerpt of her book that talks about Kristen and Jack's fucking in front of Brittany and Kristen. Yeah. Which is pretty much the same as what James did just mm-hmm. without like a rhyme. That's right. Oh my God. I totally forgot about that stupid rap that like caused them all to hate James. Well, that was bullshit in the first place. And that's, and that's the problem I have with Brittany and Jax, which is that Jax cheated on Brittany. She was mad at him, but then she go not only does she go back to him, but then she becomes fiercely loyal. They circle the wagons around their relationship. And now someone like James does this stupid rap and then he gets kicked out of the entire group. And then he's the enemy? He's the enemy when she's the the dum-dum who went back to Jax. Yeah, and it's just like this has fully devolved into people with too much power now mm-hmm. using it for nefarious purposes to like continue to be unaccountable for their actions. I'm hopeful that next season the uh, the witches of WeHo will turn against Jax. I think that they've like been really nice. They were really nice to him because his dad died, and they've been very supportive of this marriage. But I, I think that like it's evident that Jax is a monster, and he's dragging Brittany down. Well, Brittany is not is Brittany's not great to begin with, but he's also like whatever positive elements of Brittany are being are sucked being dra- away. sucked away into yeah. their own hellhole that's beneath their house. And um, I think other people can notice it. And I think next season they're going to come for him. You cannot like this can't hold 
No. You know what I mean? Like they, it can't go on like this it for can't. anyone. They can't have, they can't bring like a human into the world with the way their relationship is. Oh, they will. Is. They will. And not only will they do that, they will be so insufferable about it. Cause that's the next step. They're, she's going to get pregnant and then you can't say anything. It's like, this is my first, my dreams to have a baby. And like, nah, you can't be I'm pregnant. pregnant. I'm hormonal. Why, why, yeah. Why can't you be, why can't you be happy for me? Cause I, this must be the happiest moment of my life. I'm carrying my child. You know, Jax is going to be like so shitty to her mm-hmm. throughout a pregnancy. Yes. And like all the comments he was making about her body, like back in the day and like weight gain and all that. He'll is be gonna competitive come back. with the baby. And she's going to be, she's going to clutter up her life with stupid things like putting the baby next to a bunch of seashells that say one month old. <laughs> a bunch of like beachy designs. Yeah. It'll be a lot of like photos and it'll, it'll be actually so insufferable and terrible. Cause at first it'll be, you like, why can't you be happy for me? I'm pregnant. And then it'll be, I have a newborn and I'm raising a child. This is supposed to be the happiest moment. Why can't I, why can't you be happy for me? Every step of the way, it's going to be, why can't you be happy for me? Yeah. I'm like, if everything's supposed to be the happiest moment and you're not happy again, let's get back to the main problem. The problem's you and your yeah. life. <laughs> yeah. Also, you're like spending way too much effort evaluating what are the moments that are supposed to be happy in your life. Yeah. Like that's not, everyone says that, but that's just like hallmark shit. It's like the happiest moments of your life are not those moments. Really? The happiest moments of my life are like when I wake up in the morning and I tap my boyfriend's shoulder and I'm like, can we go out for breakfast? And he's like, yeah. And we go out and have breakfast together. That's a really happy that's moment. Like so happy right there. Yeah. You know, like, I think like this manufactured happiness that she's like really striving for speaks a lot about the lack of happiness in their relationship. Totally. And just like the emptiness that she experiences on a day to day basis. Yes. is like gripping for this. Like if I just make it to like the wedding or like just can get on the plane and fly out to Kentucky, like then I'll have this like happy moment. It's just like chasing a dragon. But yeah. like a dragon that's never even been there. Uh, yeah. Because you've literally been in this like meaningless relationship for years now. Exactly. And she probably is like deeply miserable. And that's the unhappiness that she's feeling. And she thinks it's coming from others. All, people. Others. But Honey, like if she were truly happy, she wouldn't even care. She'd no, be you like, wouldn't give a shit. You'd be like, talk all the shit you want. I don't give a shit. I had a princess party. I love it. Here's a thousand more pictures yeah and i love my life but it's like like the happiness that she has tried so hard to construct and to build it's like this house of cards the house of cards nothing but your house of cards did you ever watch real housewives of melbourne oh yes of course (laughs) the first season good luck with your house of cards that's right with andrea right andrea and And then Gina. gina who was like the lisa vanderpump yes. she said the iconic house of cards yeah well yeah. that's what's happened i mean Brittany has she has like 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 had to put together this fragile she's had to convince herself that she's so happy right now and that this is the happiest time and when something comes to threaten it she is more angry that they have dismantled her illusion than anything else mm-hmm. wow wow we're getting deep i know I'm, i love it yeah, I love pop psychology. Charlie says that she, a millionaire, the only reason that she <laughs> said yes to going on a date with Brett is that a millionaire she met at an Emmy party said to say yes to everything once because then it keeps people guessing the third or fourth time. And literally I, makes no sense. That I wrote it out because I was like, this is a good quote. And then I wrote it out and I just wrote, what? Like, yeah. 
<laughs> don't why understand. would that keep people guessing I, I was like which producer did she sleep with which producer did like like who said that what that coked like, out conversation <laughs> did you have at an emmy party at like 3 a.m yeah that is like a cocaine like did she encounter wisdom. matt lauer or or like <laughs> brett brett ratner like who because that is such a me too thing to say to a young starlet like you are a millionaire producer at an emmy no you gotta say yes because if you don't say yes people will not be guessing like what yeah (laughs) that i literally it's just focusing on just say yes to me this one time and she and charlie says it with such like proud authority like she's, she's happy learned that, that she, Hollywood lesson. Yeah. Yeah. Like she's happy that she spoke to a millionaire. She's happy <laughs> that she was at an Emmy party and she's happy that she learned this, like this nugget of wisdom that actually makes no sense. That's like truly though, a very real LA experience. Like when you're that <laughs> yes. young and you're first living here. Cause I oh feel God. like I also encountered like gross producer types that would tell you shit like that. And then you're just like, okay, cool. This is weird. But like ultimately it's awesome. And yeah. it's, just weird it's and like bad words to live by just always say yes say because... yes once because then it'll really keep him guessing the On third the second, or fourth yeah because then <laughs> <What>? <laughs> is it supposed to mean that like maybe you'll say yes again or <laughs> and then you just say you keep saying no but then why would they circle back around you, for like a third or fourth time if you always say because it says always say yes so if you always say yes that is such a that's actually a reliable pattern of behavior that will keep no one <laughs> guessing. never no one will guess <laughs> no what you're gonna guess. say because the answer is just yes yeah there's like one opportunity option i should say and then they go to cafe gratitude which i was uh, i felt weird seeing that being brought into like the vanderpump mix. i i have like i really don't like cafe gratitude they have some things that I respond positively to, but then I've also eaten there and then immediately thrown up afterwards, like on the side of the road. <laughs> really? Yeah. Like I went there for lunch with a friend and then he was driving me home and I was like, Oh my God, I think you have to pull over. Like I'm in a vom. And then like pulled over and I got out of the car and my worst nightmare came true, which is to like vomit in public on just someone's front lawn. <laughs> Did you order the, I am nauseous. I basically, I ordered like some raw, like, lasagna maybe yeah it was just like a misstep never again no i uh i only went there once it's not a good date spot it's not it's it's also i'm assuming that they went to the one in larchmont Mm -hmm. which is just just filled with just moms in yoga pants and it's it's I mean, I know Beyonce went there once. Beyonce and Jay-Z went there. They went there when they she did her like 21-day vegan yeah. challenge. But, um, she brought a lot of gratitude awareness. She did, but I just, I can't stand. The thing that I had, I, ha- I remember having some sort of corn taco mm-hmm. that was very tasty. It was way too expensive. And it just drove me nuts that the entire menu was affirmatives. Like everything, it's not just the, um, it's not like a quinoa bowl. It's the, I am. I am full. I am fulfilled. I'm, I'm fulfilled. Yeah. And then you have to say, you can't just order it like that. You have to order it as its affirmative name. And then the waiter or waitress says that back to you. Yeah. It's and like, it's all based, I think, on a cult. Yeah, there's some weird shit. There's some weird group behind Cafe Gratitude. But, and then there was also an issue because it started in, in like Berkeley. And then it got, yeah. like, all the ones up there got like basically shut down because they weren't paying their employees. Mm-hmm. But um, what I find actually aggressively, uh, the entire restaurant is aggressively annoying. But especially because when you have every menu item is an affirmative, it actually is like really hard to read what's on the menu because you're like, 
you don't realize how much there's certain like um, signifiers when you are looking at a menu. You look for or at least look for like a sa- salad, salad or certain yeah. things. And when you just see these like random affirmations, and you got to stop and read every little blurb underneath it, mm-hmm. it's like it is one of the worst experiences you could have in life. Yeah. You're like, I am pissed off. I am pissed off. <laughs> I am pissed off. So of course he took her there. Yeah. To be all terrible cool. date location. She's totally not impressed, which I loved. Mm-hmm. Not impressed at all. I know I, they don't have pasta on the menu, but they, they do feature a lot of avocados. There's, yeah. There's avocado, which is already a big red flag for her. Yeah. And then Brett talks for a long time And they have, like, this weird, like, he has this weird, like, flirty thing that he says where he's like, you know, I'm klutzy. I'm, like, adventurous. Like, and I was just trying to be, like, it's a very canned, rehearsed uh, shtick that he has that he clearly does to be like, I'm not just hot. I'm also, like, just this nice guy, you know? Yeah. I'm a goofball. I'm a klutz. Like, you know, when you're, like, people think I'm just this hot guy, but, like, sometimes I step my toe on things. And Charlie's just like, wah, wah, wah. Yeah, and then when he starts talking about his ex, she's like, Ugh. You talk about your ex a lot, which I love. <laughs> that, yeah. And that is a good red flag. A signifier is like, if yeah. they're talking about their ex a lot, bad. it's bad. And then like he's going on and on. He's actually not even going on that much as far as we can see. And then she's like, wow, like I don't even sit through podcasts this long. She just <laughs> says it to his face. <laughs> I like thinking of her listening to podcasts that are one minute long. <laughs> I know, micro podcasts. <laughs> she loves like, or she listens to them on like one and a half, two times speed. Yeah. So that they're just like five minutes long. Just but just like, so fast, yeah. Like, uh, quick. And I don't even, I can't even imagine what podcasts she listens to. Like, watch it be like something from like the New York Times, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I need to have the daily. You know? She's listening to the daily. <laughs> <laughs> she loves like, journalism. Yeah, she loves. Just Huge up. New York Times subscriber. Yeah, maybe she's like into Welcome to Night Vale. And yeah, she's just like really waiting to know what aliens are. She's coming. listening to like BBC produced philosophy podcasts. Yes, which I've tried to listen to when I feel like it's like I'm going to really educate myself and do something mm-hmm. different. And then I listen to it and I'm like, what's even happening? Like I yeah. can't even like latch on. It's like very funny to think that she listens to podcasts at all. Mm-hmm. You know, but I think like this this scene for her really capped off a great episode because. Because prior to this, she was just this sort of ditzy kind of girl. And then we see that actually, it's not that she's ditzy. She just doesn't care about the people around her in a way that's like really fun. Yeah, I love that. I'm like, put her in more situations. I want to see how she reacts. Mm -hmm. Because she Uh is perceptive a little. (laughs) Yeah. More than, <laughs> more than more than you would think. Yeah, more than you would think. Yeah, she like gets what's going on. She definitely like showed that she has actually been listening this entire time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She knows she knows things. Yeah. So that's promising. She doesn't know perhaps what pasta tastes like. No. And I still suspect that she doesn't realize that macaroni and cheese is pasta. Yeah, maybe she just doesn't consider like a shell or like a yeah. tube a pasta yeah, or spaghetti yeah you know or i'd love to see her try some pasta a this chicken season. noodle soup maybe yeah or even like technically you, one could argue like a like a dumpling wrapper oh that's it's fully sort of pasta. Like pasta what about is couscous a pasta um it uh it 
Or is it, it a grain? It is. No, couscous is a pasta. Okay. Couscous so. is a pasta. It's like, it's essentially a pasta, but it looks, it looks and feels like a grain. Mm-hmm. But, but it is in fact a pasta. Uh, yes. And so is orzo. Orzo looks like rice, but it's a pasta. Yeah. Orzo is a great, like. A sneaky pasta. Sneaky pasta. A great sneaky <laughs> pasta. Yeah. I need Charlie to like take a pasta test. I know. I mean, and, and, uh, I mean, what better place to take a pasta test than on Vanderpump Rules? And at Sir. Yeah. Where pasta is an ongoing issue. Indeed. Randall orders a double order. He orders the chicken sandwich, but hold the bun and then just like a double order of fried chicken. It's a really counterintuitive, um, uh, healthy eating plan. Mm -hmm. You know, the hold the bun, but give me a second side of fried chicken. First of all, even if there wasn't a second, even if it was just give me a fried chicken sandwich, hold the bun. It's still like, but you realize you're still having fried chicken. Yeah. It's just fried chicken. But he was like, no, I want. I like that it's like he wants fried chicken at a restaurant that doesn't offer fried chicken. Yeah, by the way, they're at, they're literally at a place called Bulletfish or, (laughs) oh no, no. Or like Stonefish or something like like that. Or like a bottlefish. Blue bottlefish. Okay. I was trying to figure out where that was. No, it feels like a, well, it was in a mall. Makes me think it was, I'm going to say Century City Mall. Okay. I can look it up right now. Yeah, let's look look it up up. because I was really curious. It looked like it was probably at like, I'm going to say. Because I felt like I should know, but then I didn't know. And it made me uncomfortable. I'm up on places. So let's see. Okay. Bottlefish, San Vicente Boulevard. Okay. okay. It's on the west side. By the way, just want to say Yelp has a little bit of a redesign. They're like new fonts on Yelp. I'm like, there's a lot happening. Ooh, ooh. So, so here's where it is. Not central. Okay, it's in um, uh, Brentwood. Wow. You know where Coral Tree Cafe is? Mm-hmm. It's right around there. It's like right where San Vicente goes up and then like curves around. Wow, they're in deep Brentwood. They're in deep Brentwood, and that feels like a departure for everyone involved. Yeah, and also, why did it look so much like they were in a mall? I don't know. But to think of them descending on Brentwood and getting, I can't imagine the Brentwood community feels safe with the Vanderpump crowd. No, filming in their like local fish joint restaurants. Yeah, that's like Vanderpump Rules has been reliably confined to West Hollywood. With like, like sometimes it spills into Hollywood, a little bit into Koreatown. Yeah, but like Um, it doesn't cross the four hundred five. Rare or rarely does it cross the four hundred five because they did go in that turtle racing bar that they went to. I always remember that. Yeah, that That was was like a West Side. That's down in Venice. Yeah, and they did go to um, and they go to Marina, for Sheena's apartment. (laughs) And then they did go to. They occasionally go. They occasionally go. There's like a bar. I forget what it's called, but they go to a bar that's over there. But um, uh, the uh. I don't know. Oh, you know what? It made me pine for the days of Mixology 101. They're I formal. know. They remember, they used to go there all the time. Yeah, they need to go back to their Mixology roots. I know. Also, I feel like Randall's the person that chose this restaurant because mm. Brentwood is a very like producer type of location. Yeah. And that's where I think you would find a lot of these like producer types in their like, and he, wife. And he, and he probably says annoying things like when they were trying to figure out a restaurant, he probably says annoying things like, let's just go down the hill. Yeah. To, to, to Bottlefish. Mm-hmm. Let's just go down the hill. They know me there. You know? Yeah. So. <laughs> I like, I'm I, suspect <laughs> of this choice. Yeah. 
I will, prayers I, for the Brentwood community at large. Prayers. I hope that they're. I don't like them being this close to like the Brentwood Country Mart. They're way too close. They're to that. Way, too way too close, close to the Goop Store. Way, yeah, way too close to um, Man Mandeville Canyon. Mm-hmm. That's like is it Mandeville? I think it's Mandeville. I think so yeah, beautiful hike. Way too close to that. Stay away from her. That's <laughs> <laughs> stay away, coral, stay I mean, away. Coral tree, the coral tree cafe alone yeah too close too close lala in her talking heads is wearing the outfit version of billy porter's like fringe hat <laughs> that opened up and shut <laughs> <laughs> that is true that is correct i kind of love it mm-hmm. but i also am just like wow like she makes fashion choices she goes to a place that I would never even dream of. Never. I mean, I, I enjoy, I like that. She's just like, fuck it. I'm going to do something crazy. And she's yeah. sort of doing this weird, like eighties, um, the hair wife thing, yeah. you know, I kind of like that. She's unapologetic like that, but it also reminds me of, of, of the Lala that we used to know. Like it reminds me of that. She's gone. The law, the original Lala mm-hmm. of just this feisty outsider who was always like, fuck you all. You know, yeah. and now she's down like, to like fight. Yeah, and now she's just like a trophy wife. She's succumbed to like trophy wifedom. Yeah, she has. It's almost like it's like shut her up. It has. It has. She's like not vocal about the right things anymore. And also kind of what freaks me out a little bit is that like Randall and Jax and everyone, like they go into this restaurant and Randall's like, ordering shots of tequila before they even sit down at the Mm -hmm. table for dinner. Yeah. And I know that sober people can like hang out with other people who drink and it's like, and you're right. But it just felt like weird that it's like taking a shot of tequila is very different to me than like having a margarita at dinner, having a glass Mm -hmm. of wine. Like it yeah. like, seems like aggressive drinking. Yeah. I mean, you know, at this point, I'm sure Lala has been, she's been around a lot of that with this cast. So yeah. maybe she's like, okay with it. Um, but yeah, I didn't even think about that. That, that could be definitely some like boundary crossing with that. Yeah. Perhaps. But it just seems like it's like, why? But you know, I ran did that though. Yeah. Because he's just, he knew... he's, he's so giving. Yeah. He's, he's such a giver. Person. He's a giver. And you know, he, he flew Jackson Britt to Mexico, Miami and the Bahamas. He's such a but giver. We became friends naturally. Just naturally. Just, just so naturally. Because there's no more natural way a friendship can can be formed than when uh, someone flies you on a private plane around places and you don't have to spend anything. I'd say and that's the most natural friendship. That's the most natural. Yeah. yeah. Just organic friendship. It's, that's where friendship blooms. That's, it blooms when one person is paying for everything else. And it's just, it, it creates a lasting bond. Mm-hmm. You know? God. And then... It, I just like I'm not I that is the reason that they all became friendly with Lala, right? Is because I I would have to say so. It seems that way. Don't you think that it's like she went to Randall at one point and was like, I hate my life, I hate this show, everyone's fucking mean to me and mm-hmm. then it's like, Okay, take the jet and invite the girls to Vegas and then she did that and then it was like all fine. Yeah, because prior they, to that, they all hated her. these people, like, they can be bought. They have they they hated her and they also would would make fun they didn't make fun but like that was a big thing with Katie about like oh, yeah. well, I fly Southwest I don't need a PJ you know they like resented this the PJ mm-hmm. and then once they got to be in the PJ suddenly Lala was in the group I mean it was such a one eighty it was yeah. shocking mm-hmm. that wasn't even like 
you would think that someone would have enough self-awareness to like make fun of that and then yeah. no one even like made fun of it katie made like a subtle joke oh i guess she, that, did. Yeah, she, she remember did. she sort of like referenced it she's like well it turns out it was really nice you know yeah and listen by the way if someone wants to fly me around on a PJ, it's, it's like, hey, I will do that. I have a say yes. I have a Charlie pr- have, policy <laughs> with a PJ. Say I yes. Say yes. You, you always want to keep them guessing on whether or not you're going to fly commercial. Mm-hmm. And I want to keep them guessing and like, know that I will say yes always. Always. Like, am I going a to fly PJ, I'll, A regular J. Yeah. Yeah. What sort of J am I going to take? A Jet Blue. Jet Sweet X. Who knows? <laughs> it could be anything. And then Jax asked Randall to be in his bre- in his groom party, which is yeah. literally like fifty people. Yeah, that's the other. Yeah, that's the other thing is that their their bridal their entire party the wedding party is so huge, and uh, like later on, jumping ahead a little bit when when Brittany is talking about how like it is an honor to be it's like you're a bri- I've invited you to be a bridesmaid like there was like. 400 bridesmaids yeah this is not a privilege it's never that much of a privilege to be a bridesmaid or a groomsman to anyone Mm -hmm. it actually is a huge financial commitment and like it's you going out of your way it's actually a privilege for someone to have you say yes to doing that exactly i hate this line of thinking that like you need to spend all this money and consider a privilege to then support me in this like archaic stupid old school notion of like marriage and forever that's gonna most likely end up in divorce absolutely and lala and rand are just like these (laughs) they're like this they what's what's hilarious is that they're like d-list wedding party um like invitation invite they got the d-list invites the wedding party because lala was not right she was not gonna be a bridesmaid and then britney had like a is she now made a bride she was made a bridesmaid right but last season she wasn't and then britney felt really bad about it and then was like i want to have a bridesmaid after all oh yeah okay so now here's that (laughs) storyline so now lala and rand are like fully in the fold yeah and then tom and tom talk at tom tom (laughs) oh yeah this was incredible amazing so sweet schwartz is devastated that sandoval is no longer coming to the wedding or in the wedding party yeah and he doesn't know he goes i don't know how to be a best man (laughs) and then starts crying and (laughs) sandoval then starts crying yes and then he goes yeah you do I'll show you. <laughs> I'll show you the ways of being a best man. And then they just weep together at the end of the Tom Tom bar. And I'm like, what is, what is Schwartz so worried about? Well, the bow ties, I think specifically. The bow tie. He goes, I'll tie him. I'll tie him all before you <laughs> he goes, go. I'll tie him all before you go. <laughs> this was like a deep impact, like moment. It was like a, uh, it was like a beautiful, like the final, like, it was like Taylor with her dad. At yeah. The ocean. The, uh, the blind astronaut saying goodbye to like his family yes. being like i see him he's beautiful yeah. like <laughs> the yes. final goodbye before an asteroid yeah. crashes into the earth it's like i'm gonna do all your bow ties for you all the bow ties. it's like sending your kid off to kindergarten or something i'm gonna pack a lunch for you don't worry i'll be there i'll be right there with you i love tom schwartz being like i don't know how to do it he's like <laughs> genuinely been stressed about this for weeks yeah and also by the way this is someone who like you're in business with like this is the co-owner of your bar and he's like 
stressing about bow ties. Doesn't know to tie bow tie or like show being a best man. Like you just show up. Yeah. You like raise a glass, say some words. Do a toast. And then like call it a day. Well, you know what though? Jax probably makes it a harder. Jax. uh, I'm sure anytime Jax needs something, if Tom Schwartz is not there to provide it, he'll be like, Man, this is my big day. Like this, this is my only, this is my only day slash week, you know. And like, all I ask <laughs> is for you to be my best man and be there for me. You're not being there for me. You know that like every single thing that goes wrong, it's gonna fall on Schwartz's shoulders. This is my one day. That's a week of my life. Yeah, it's my one day. It's a week. My one day week of my of my life. <laughs> and you can't even bring me a cup of soda right now. Like you're supposed to be there to support me. Yeah, it actually is a full-time job. Yeah. Schwartz can't take that alone. Yeah. He needs a partner to, like, deal with the abuse. Yeah, he thought he was just going to be, like, second fiddle and just be his old, like, Mm -hmm. like, sweet, you know, jokey Schwartz. And now he realizes he's number one. (laughs) Like, maybe do things like call up the limo and stuff. And he's terrified. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh man, I do feel bad for him, I but really I hope. Bad. Wait, does Sandoval end up going to the wedding now? I think so. I thought I seem to remember seeing Sandoval in like the social media for the wedding. Yeah, I thought that he does end up going. I think things like ultimately wind up. I don't know. I never know where they are because uh, over the summer um, they had like a little. He had a birthday party, mm-hmm. like a little thing at the Belmont, and Ronnie and I like dropped by that, and Jax was there. Okay. But then later on, when when we did the crappies back in January, Tom was all too happy to just like savage Jax. Yeah, he was not feeling Jax. Yeah, I mean, he and Ariana just like tore Jax down. So yeah. I feel like things are not good between them. Yeah, I think that things at, at this point in time are not good. But yeah, I feel like I remember seeing them that everyone ended up at the wedding. Yeah, I thought so too. Um, Schwartz just keeps going. It doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right. <laughs> it does. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it doesn't feel. <laughs> it doesn't feel right. Yeah. <laughs> he acts like he's like being sent in on like a like an undercover mission to an embassy where for sure he's going to get caught. Yeah, know? I love that. The biggest problems in Schwartz's life are like his lizard not eating or drinking mm-hmm. and like Sandoval not being invited to the wedding anymore. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and like, he doesn't really have to do that much worrying about Tom, Tom, cause it seems like he doesn't have that many responsibilities there anyways. Yeah. So yeah. he just gets to own a very successful restaurant. Yes. And then worry about these other things and just like stress out. And, and Sandoval is just going to, tie all the bow ties which i don't even know how many bow ties he really needs probably just one yeah just his bow tie yeah yeah i'm sure that other people there someone will know how to tie there will them. be i was gonna say there'll be some mom there but actually i'm not sure that there might not be not, a there mom might there not be any moms there i wonder if Jax has a grandparent like maternal grandparents are they invited he might not I don't know one. i feel like Jax's sister might actually have a secret like like she might know how to do a bow tie. Like mm-hmm. she might be like the type that comes in like, no, here, I'll show you how to do it. And then she does it like surprisingly well. She'll step in. Yeah. yeah. Jenny. Is that her name? Jen? Jenny. Jenny. Yeah. I mean, he has to have some sort of mommy figure in the mix. Sherry. Sherry. Yeah. She's happy to tie a bow tie. She will. She will. She's very, very, she'll do, she will do whatever it takes to make her man happy. Like mm-hmm. I think there's some serious like daddy issues going on in that family. Oh you know? yeah. Like just like seeking approval of men. Absolutely. Sheena makes a phone call to Brett 
that she's driving home from Azusa and she's just going to grab some ingredients to make her favorite enchiladas. Yeah. No, not her favorite. Her famous. Her famous enchiladas. Her famous enchiladas. I'm, I am hungry for Sheena's famous I enchiladas. I want them so badly. They sound really good. She's made them multiple times on the show. Multiple times. And we've seen them. It's basically just like one of those disposable tins and with like some orange cheese. And we cheese, don't even know what it is on the inside. And just, just like some tortillas. It's her famous enchiladas. She needs to publish this recipe. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, welcome to Sheena's famous enchiladas. It's basically <laughs> just like, say, take some mission tacos. If you want to save some calories, you can also use lettuce. <laughs> you just melt it all. Mm-hmm. Serve. It sounds delicious. It sounds so delicious. And then Brett tells her he's going on a date with Charlie, and then Sheena fully de- like self combusts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know if you want to go with like an adorable little club rat. I mean, you should just like keep your guard up. I don't know. Yeah, she like doesn't even do her makeup right. And I'm just like I'm just saying this for you. Like keep your guard up and just like be careful. <laughs> like I just I just feel like you need someone to like be a little bit more mature and like I don't know, but just like be careful. And then he's like, yeah, I mean, I'm getting to know her. And she goes, yeah, we're all just like getting to know each other. <laughs> like that she, like Sheena's the kind of person that needs to cap off like a conversation like that with like a blanket statement mm-hmm. that means nothing, but means everything to her. Yes. Where it's like someone could tell her that, you know, she has cancer or something. And then she's like, we're all just like learning about our bodies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she needs to sort of like have like an, she needs like a segue out. She yeah. just needs to, she needs to like put a button on it. Mm-hmm. Do you think she ever, do you think she got her ingredients for the enchilada? Do you think she made her famous enchiladas or was that more or was like, she just devastated that night? Yeah. Like I think, I kind of feel like she had no, she was, then there sort was of nothing to make. Idea. Yeah. There yeah. was nothing to make enchiladas for. Cause I feel like Sheena is someone that eats to celebrate. Uh huh. And like her, and when her famous enchiladas come into the mix, it's like when Sheena's like peak happiness. Yeah. And then when there's no enchiladas, Sheena just like heats up a cauliflower. Uh, maybe even like yeah. at best. Maybe like she more just like cauliflower has, rice. Yeah. Cauliflower rice and like a Capri Sun. Yeah. And then just like, it's like, wow. And also, like, watching her famous enchiladas be rejected, it's, like, it reminds you of, like, every coming-of-age movie you've seen where the mom is, like, the mom and the dad approach the tween and are, like, guess what? It's game night tonight. We're playing Monopoly, Friday Night Monopoly. (laughs) And the kid's, like, I don't do that anymore, mom and dad. And the mom and dad are, like, oh, okay. And they start to, like, slowly, like, and they're sad yeah their child has moved on Mm -hmm. that's what that's that's what happened yeah it was like i don't ever want to see anyone turn down sheena's enchiladas ever again i would never and that's one of the reasons why i just cannot support brett because he was he was offered something very special that like very few of us will ever have yeah and he just is like no i'm gonna go go to cafe gratitude gratitude with charlie who doesn't even like you yeah no i like also in the date charlie's like well basically if like sheena's gonna be mad about it like i don't want to fight about it so i would just like not date this person <laughs> yeah <laughs> charlie she charlie charlie may be a girl's girl after i think all. she is and from the previous for next week it looks like she might be mm-hmm. and then all the guys go over to jackson Brittany's to try on their tuxes which mm-hmm. like why do they have to like 
It's another well, because, event. Well, Peter takes being a groomsman very seriously. Very seriously. <laughs> so this is important. So they're all getting together to like put their pants on. Yeah. And <laughs> Ariana comes over to talk to Brittany. And Ariana and Brittany have like their one-on-one moment. Yeah, where basically Ariana's like, I would feel kind of weird if Tom's not invited. I'd feel weird coming, which I think is like a beyond reasonable thing to say. And mm-hmm. instead of Brittany saying, I understand, Brittany says, yeah, but, you know, it's not like you're just a regular guest. You're a bridesmaid. You were like, that's kind of a big deal. It's like, no, what the, you know, it's not the fuck. It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal at all. It's not a big deal. And then also, like, why are you kicking someone out that's already spent a ton of money, like, trying to come to this wedding mm-hmm. like the deal's already done so yeah what the hell i mean you know you talk you and jacks talk so much about like having each other's backs and jacks says all this stuff about how Brittany needs to have his back so why do they not understand that ariana maybe wants to have her boyfriend's back so true and also it's like it's not just like jacks's decision who comes and who doesn't come to the wedding like mm-hmm. him making that decision it just is going to like stress Brittany out more. Like she also has a say and should and could be like, I understand he doesn't have to be a bride, a groomsman anymore, but like, mm-hmm. he's just going to come to the wedding. Let's just keep it as is and like move forward with our lives. Yeah. It's a very easy thing to fix, but she's afraid to say anything to Jax. Yeah. And then instead of like saying anything, she's like, well, we're going to need an answer soon to Ariana. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have 10 days, so, like, let me know. Yeah. Great. Yes. I love Lisa then calling Brittany and Jax to her house. Yes. In the midst of, like, a crisis moment that also could have just been a phone call. Yeah. And then I love... I mean, <laughs> like I feel message. really bad for Lisa. Oh She's my God, been through so a lot of, like, tragedy over the last she year. She really has been. And it's, like, not fair, and it sucks. And I, mm-hmm. my heart goes out to her. But I love Brittany and Jax just sitting, waiting for her to come out. And then Lisa coming in, just going, they get up to kind of like hug her. And she goes, stay there. Yeah. No, no. Stay. 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 And she won't let them even come near her the entire time. Yeah. And then so she breaks the news that she won't be able to come to the wedding because her mom died. Mm-hmm. And You super- could see Jax getting pissed though when she said i won't be able to come yeah. to the wedding his first reaction was like coke eyes went his eyes like bugged out yeah he thought it was gonna be like connected to the pastor like he was ready to fucking rage because let's not also forget that one major component of all this is that they are hoping to have like the tv wedding to have to end all tv weddings yeah and so like lisa vanderpump being there is just like part of it makes it all the more uh, special key. they want it to be bigger and better than tom and katie's right mm-hmm. So, like, Lisa Vanderpump is arguably the biggest star on this whole thing. Yeah. And she's not even going to be there. So you can see, like, that for a moment, he was just like, fuck. Yeah. But then, you know. And she then she drops why. the ball. Yeah. her That her mother died. And she has to go. And she's not telling anyone about it. Yeah. But then also saying it on this on, on the a show. very public forum. Yeah. And then just, like, walking upstairs and leaving them just, like, sitting in chairs. And she's like, just please remember that life is short like yeah. kind of has like a sobering moment with them mm-hmm. which i think was trying to say like invite stop sandoval to the wedding your, yeah stop like, fighting with your mom stop fighting with your best friend don't, don't don't get caught up on the petty bullshit yeah which Jax has no perspective on the matter nope. 
and then takes that to mean like i'm doing the exact right thing he's like i got rid of a family member i got rid of a friend what's next like i'm ready like it's like i and it takes a true sociopath to take a tragedy and then make it about the positive things that you're doing a positive spin on on terrible things like like I understand the the idea. Like life is short, so don't waste time with people who don't who don't support you. Yeah, but that means that that's like acquaintances and and people that are sort of like frenemies, whatever. But when you're talking about your best friend of twenty years and your mother, that's not what that means. Those are like important people. <laughs> yeah, it's like life is short, so don't like get into a stupid like bullshit with them. You should be like enjoying the time that you have with them. He's such an idiot. Yeah, it's so stupid. And then <laughs> Brittany's like. like mm-hmm. It was, like, a, it was just, a, when that happened i was like wait a second did he just say that did he is that what his take i was? rewound too because <laughs> i was like what and then sure enough it was like yep i love him dying on the hill of like i'm not inviting my mom to my wedding is truly i hope that someday he looks back and is like wow that was yeah. insane of me yeah, when because when he said that, like, I mean, you could even just see the swans were just doing like face bombs. They were just yeah, like, they took like, their wings and were just like, this that's idiot. a terrible look for everyone. If you're not everyone. inviting your mom to your wedding and your whole lead up to your wedding and wedding is being filmed, you should just not mention it at yeah. all and just let it not be like a thing that you well, even. Well, because you know, I, I still don't. I still don't feel like we're getting the full story about what's going on with him and his mom. You know, his version is that she didn't call me and let me know that dad was in like a more serious condition than he was. Yeah. But it's Jack's. I feel like, I don't know. I always, I feel like there's more to the story. Oh, there's way more to the story. I need people to like dig and get to the bottom of it. Yeah. Because that's really fishy. That's really, really fishy. And also when you get to a level where you're like not inviting super close people to your wedding Mm -hmm. and like you're cutting them out of those important milestones, even though I don't feel like weddings are that great or that big of a deal. I'd usually rather not be invited than be invited. Yeah. But like if you're cutting people out, that's like you're making a statement. Mm -hmm. You're basically saying like, I don't want you in my life or like Mm -hmm. bearing witness to like my joys in life Mm -hmm. and then to like flaunt it on tv and say it over and over it's like not only are you cutting your mom out you're digging the knife in further every time that you bring it up on like Mm -hmm. something that millions of people watch every week yeah it's it's obnoxious and then inevitably i'm sure they will have like a reconciliation and when that happens he's gonna blame the fact that they like lost so many years. He's probably going to blame it on like Sandoval or yeah. something. He's going to find a way to blame it on his friends. It will be someone else's fault. It will be, it will not, it will never be his fault. It'll no, never. Yeah. Nothing is his fault. Never. Well, of course not. <laughs> Max calls Dana and they try to arrange a date and he's like, Hey, I get off work at three or 4 a.m. I, I could just come over after come that. Over. I love her being like, Sounds like a booty call. So I'm going to say no. Yeah. But at the same time, if like, you're in you're exclusive so like why not yeah it's kind of it's confusing (laughs) like like, isn't that okay to do if you're like seeing someone yeah i mean i get where she's coming from being like we said we were going to be exclusive and then suddenly he dropped off the face of the planet like only shows up for sex yeah which is bullshit which is bullshit but then at the same time it's like well i guess if he's only showing up for sex I mean, you're the only one that he's showing up for sex with. <laughs> yeah, why don't you enjoy some sex? <laughs> yeah, but like, if you're exclusively fucking, I guess you can exclusively fuck, but not be exclusively dating. Mm-hmm. 
which is confusing because I feel like that's a, just a now generation thing. I guess what I'm confused about is that it seems like so far their relationship has really been built only on fucking. Yeah. So that's why it's weird. I guess she's now saying, okay, I want more than just fucking. Like I want to go out on dates and like yeah. be boyfriend, girlfriend. I guess so. But then she's asking him the day of what he's up to tonight. And he's a man. It just feels like it's not, it's not a well thought out plan. On There's not part. a lot of communication about ne- of needs being expressed. Yeah. Yeah. Or just some advanced planning. Cause then she's like, well, I hope you have the best night of your entire life. And he's like, <laughs> okay, I will. And then I'm like, okay, so now this has gotten into like resentful sarcasm, which is never a good place yeah. to end things. Yeah. It's falling apart, which we all knew would happen. Yeah. Ariana meets with Stassi and Lala. This was actually like, I think maybe the most real shit's ever gotten on the show. Absolutely. This was, this was like a heartbreaking scene to watch. And sequence, I should say. Yeah. And like, so she tells, she tries to communicate to them that like, she is not going to feel comfortable at this wedding without Tom there. Mm-hmm. And that like, she's kind of like fucked if she goes and fucked if she doesn't go. Yeah. And is sick of everyone calling her like a Debbie Downer, which when they did that flashback, then I did realize like, Oh, this since the dawn of Ariana yeah, on the show, always been like famously like, blah. Yeah. Everyone's always been like, she's a real stick up her ass, like blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And I think as a viewer for a while, there was a feeling of like, she holds back or she maybe thinks she's better than other people or whatever. It was like, what's the mystery kind of going on here. Mm-hmm. And as we peel back the layers, we re- come to find that it's like she struggles like deeply with like depression yeah which is like very real extremely and makes perfect sense about why it's like she's not fully comfortable with like putting herself out there as like fun flirty fabulous on the show yeah around all these deludinoids that like (laughs) (laughs) literally like don't know any other emotion besides like rage and like blackout Exactly. And it was funny because Lala and Stasi were both like, they're trying to empathize. And like, you know, like Stasi was like, I've struggled with depression and anxiety and Lala too, you know, with her, the, the passing of her father. But they were almost like angry that Ariana was not sharing with them. And uh, so, but then Ariana does share. And, you know, she basically says like, I you know, I don't want to go to this wedding because I'm going to go and I'll be miserable. And then you guys will all say I'm Debbie Downer, you know? Yeah. But then afterwards she goes and talks to Tom in the, in the back of Tom, Tom. And she's like, you know what? They were all nice that I can't say anything bad, but they did. But like for them to say that, like it was a safe space, this is not a safe space. This, there's no way that this is a safe space. I think implying that like these women will then go and talk about it and it'll turn into a thing and then it'll come back to haunt her. They're going to, they're going to weaponize it as you said earlier. Yeah. And that nowhere that truly like this group of people, they are not safe people Mm -hmm. to like be around and be like vulnerable and trust. Yeah. And trust like with your heart in a real way. Yeah. Because these are friendships built on just like bullshit and lies and like unspoken contracts with each other. Yeah. And so, or even at best, I mean, because, you know, Kristen and Stassi and Katie have like a real friendship. Yeah. But they're not, those are not ultimately Ariana's like. No, but even Kristen, like like, you see her, like she has some serious struggles and like maybe more so. 
I think a lot are kind of struggles that she makes for herself. Yes. But a lot are like deep emotional and like, I would venture to say psychological, like personality disorders type of struggles. Yeah. And the way that, and the way that the, a lot of the members of the cast deal with it is, it's very much like we are going to like put this out in the open and we're going to talk about it and confront it. We're, gonna, we're yeah. all going to discuss it. And then we're going to like, then we're going to have some, some tough abrasive love. And, yeah. And, and like is yell like, at you until you get yeah. your shit together. <laughs> and that's like not how Ariana like operates or wants to operate. And so that's why she's saying, this isn't, there's no way that this is a safe space. Right. Yeah. She has this like heartbreaking monologue about how she just wants to get into a car and drive away and drive away from her life and drive and drive and drive and stop, start a little farm somewhere, which I actually enjoyed that. I was like, you know, I love that. I I love that you added like a little pastoral touch (laughs) Mm -hmm. to your very sad. You have to have like a a farm at the end of the tunnel. Like, I love that. I was like, you know what? Kind of not a terrible. I like go like no. By all means, L.A. I think is L.A. is over. You know what I mean? (laughs) We're one earthquake away from just like mass destruction. Yeah, and. But like, get out of here. <laughs> yeah. I was like, listen, I mean, I don't, don't do anything. Don't do anything that's going to be harmful to yourself. But like the farm, totally support it. Yeah. Little adorable farm. Sell jellies at the local farmer's market. Mm-hmm. I know a farm on Airbnb that she could go check out. If really? She just wants, yeah. Like I found this little farm in like Lompoc that has an Airstream trailer on it. That's, that's like a true dream. Like she would love it there. She could drive and drive a long drive, but not too long. Yeah. And then just be like in an isolated like Airstream gross, moment. Grow some things, grow some herbs you wouldn't normally find. Yeah. There's like a little farm stand. There's goats. Yeah. There's cows. There's have chickens. Have some successes. Have some failures. Find out what vegetables work for her and her green thumb yeah meet some locals meet a meet a lady named fran mm-hmm. and like learn about fran find out what fran's all about hear about fran, <laughs> fran's fran's originally from uh from maryland and i uh, was raised in maryland but then actually moved to san diego mm-hmm. and i was in san diego for about 15 years and then actually from there went up to san francisco for a year came back down and then and then got it, went Lompoc. out to the country. Yeah. yeah, went out to Lompoc to really settle down. Yeah, because our kids are out of this house now. Yeah. I like, I was truly just like, wow, this is, I can't imagine, because Ariana's always seemed like the most like level headed person on the show. Yeah. And kind of like the person that knows what the real deal is, despite all the kind of bullshit surrounding like Vanderpump rules and reality stardom and to see this like breakdown happening in somewhat real time of like this deep struggle with like, this is a life that I've made for myself that I don't like or feel safe. And I'm now around these, like, it's like one thing if everyone's just like a psycho, but they really don't like have that much say or control over your day to day life. But then now that they're all famous yeah and like have money and like shit is like brands at stake it's a whole different ball game and Mm -hmm. i that would like also crush me as well yeah and i i just thought it was i actually thought the way tom responded was very it was so sweet and supportive and Mm -hmm. he basically was like i would rather you live in your truth and live honestly than to like try to make other people happy. And they just have like actually such a, they do have like a really like very lovely relationship, um, like a very supportive relationship. And that's why it really bothered me 
earlier in this episode when and this is by the way as 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 some people listening may know like i know tom and ariana you know tom and ariana yeah this is this is separate from like real just like watching on tv they have a supportive relationship and it's like it's sad to see like someone like lala lala who really benefited from that that friendship with them to be like she's such a wet blanket or they don't seem to ever be happy for their friends or they just let that the two of them are like on this high on this high horse and it's like they're not on a high horse they're just like they get each other and they are surrounded by people who are like honestly truly drinking the kool-aid of like just like like a meaningless kool-aid yeah like wading through a pool that like of just nothingness and you know what and one thing that they're not doing that tom and ariana are not doing they're not saying things like we just moved into a new house and this is supposed to be the happiest time for us we're starting a new life together in a house this is supposed to be a happy time for us and people won't make let us be happy or i just started a bar i've got a new bar people won't let me be happy they never say that shit they're just like doing their jobs yeah. to the best of their ability and trying to like film a show and like struggling with like some she's struggling with some like really heavy shit he's struggling with how to support like how to be there for her yeah and then you got people like lala who are like they just don't want to see their friends do well. Like they're just trying to keep afloat yeah. as far as I can tell from on TV. Like you must have a lot of free time on your hands yeah. and be like a bored housewife at the end of the day, because like all you have to do is come up with these like excuses when you're not like in the stew making your subpar music. It, yeah. And also it's irritating to see someone like Lala sit across from Jax and like smirk when he says like, you, he needs to get his girlfriend's sexuality figured out. Yeah, let's like, not, blah, 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 we blah, blah. almost forgot about that. That was yeah. really that, that was so it was that was so ignorant. And it's also like willfully ignorant. He ch- pulls that card out of his back pocket all the time. Like it's like like it's like some big deal. Well, also like he he says that in the wake of this whole pastor controversy. I mean, it's such it's such a tone deaf moment for him. It's like yeah. it's, it's like here you are trying to prove that, you, tr- or trying to like to express to people that you do not condone what this pastor said, and what Jack said is not nearly as bad as what the pastor said, but it's, it still shows like willful ignorance. Yeah, it's just it so like he's awful, and I'm just so happy to see online that so many people are like are just like so angry at them and and i'm you know i'm proud of the audience because bravo really wanted us to to believe in in nice jacks new jacks last season and i don't think anyone fell for it it was really great that the audience was like no fuck him fuck him and the audience stayed true to it and then this season it's like our patience has been rewarded yeah and i hope that this is like the beginning of a jacks takedown yeah. My only solace in this whole like having to put up with Jax and getting so furious, just like his very presence on screen just like ignites me with rage. But my only solace is knowing that eventually like he will fuck up and yes. he will cheat on Britney or something will happen to like fuck up this relationship. And there will he's so stupid that there will be no way that it can be hidden. Yeah, it's like I'm I'm like really really looking forward to that because it is so inevitable and i don't wish that on britney like i feel like at the end of the day she probably is like a really nice person i i do think that she probably is actually a lovely and sweet person i think that she's a very lost 
person lost and I, I but i don't like the way she lashes out and i don't like the way she is prone to making things about her and yeah her but i think that a lot of like being with a person like Jax can really like it brings that out it brings it makes that her out. more unhappy and therefore so i pray that it is like a learning i pray i, pray. I go to bed <laughs> I at pray. night and i pray that I it's am. a learning experience for her like that she gets away from him once and for all yeah i mean Jax is i think you know i think he's i think he's on like a three or four year cycle of mm-hmm. um of like major fuck-ups because he had a season two major fuck up and then it was like a season six major fuck up okay and right now what we're on season eight mm-hmm. so i think we have like two more which makes sense because now next year will be after the wedding and then it'll be sort of like it'll be stassi's wedding down yeah and it'll be yeah. like the jacks come down they'll they'll probably be a pregnancy he'll probably feel some sort of competition with Brittany, and then he's not getting sex and this and that like all that stuff will happen mm-hmm. and then it's gonna really then we will have a jacks fuck up so yeah it, it just it, it's a psych it's like the olympics you it's a matter of time four years yeah you know just, <laughs> just wait for it to happen summer olympics it's mo- it's a summer olympics because they it's usually summer, happen like yeah. closer to the summer it's a, yeah. it's a summer olympics so we just have to wait uh well fingers crossed yeah that the show even lasts until then I hope so. I, I mean, believe it or not, I actually am really enjoying this season. I think I'm liking it more than last season. I'm liking it more than last season. I think it could have just started with last week's episode as like the first episode because mm-hmm. we're. I feel like now we're finally in like the meat of the drama yeah, of the season. Fully absorbed in this episode. Um, but yeah, I'm into it. I'm having a tough time with like the newbie, like mostly just like Brett and Max, like make me want to zone out. Yeah, I think that they just have. Um, they stumbled out of the gate. They did bad casting. And then and then on top of that, they found these terrible tweets, which meant that they had to cut back on their storylines, which means we couldn't get invested with them. And so I think they're just trying to like... Just like cut around them or something. Trying to, trying to fix it. I'm not... I, a lot of people are like, I hate the new people. I'm really not that... I'm actually okay with more or less the new people. I think the guys... I think the guys are a disappointment, but I w- the girls I'm ready to see more of. I would like to... F- find a way to like organically integrate them with the rest of the cast. But I yeah. think it's also hard because the, the only person that's truly willing to play ball it's is our girl, Sheena. Sheena. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's and good. Tom and Ariana are kind of like, they're down to clown and like yeah, bartender, sir. They are. They are. <laughs> love the, Ariana being like, I'm so depressed. The real thing that I need to do is like come back and work. <laughs> work at Sir. You know, you're sure. in a really dark state. If like, that's your beacon of hope <laughs> yes, is bartending like, it, sir. <laughs> yeah. But like, God bless. I know. But you know, I mean, I mean, uh, what's it? Uh, see you next Tuesday's back. See you next Tuesday's back. I'm ready for James to like, I'm ready for more James. I know. I hope he can stay sober. I know. I think the show just needs to focus on... I actually think it may be time to retire Katie and Tom Schwartz. I'm fine with that. I don't think they're really bringing much. I think his his shtick is is kind of like sad, sad at this point. Yeah. She doesn't really do much. Like She doesn't do anything. She has no storyline this season. She has no storyline. It's been all ages since she had an interesting storyline. I like her when she gets really persnickety about something. Uh, She's usually awful. Yeah. But I think it's funny to laugh at. But she just, I think she just gets stoned and just like knits. Yeah. I think that she's realized like she can't get like blackout and mm-hmm. then rage on yeah, people. Cause that's going to get like a really bad, like she can't take the heat from that. Yeah. So if she's not going to fall on that sword, 
then I need her gone. Yeah, because we're missing out on valuable storylines from James and Kristen, who are still churning out like entertaining, yeah, fascinating. And work. I would be down to see more of Stassi and Bo's relationship because yeah. I think that that could have. I think if you gave them enough camera time all the dark undertones that you really need in the conflict would rise to the top. Yeah. That, that, but I think we're not focusing enough on them to let like everything reveal itself. Yeah. I think what we need, we need to just like, we need to like trim down the cast a little bit so we can focus on the good stuff and, and bring in a new class organically. So it's not like a sudden pivot to a new, fully new crew. Mm-hmm. I think they can do it. I think so far, so far it's been a little rocky, but it's been okay. Like, yeah, it still, feel, it still feels you're like you're keeping show. the faith. I'm keeping the faith. Okay. I'm keeping the faith too. And then also we just need to have a campaign going. That's like, get that fucking hot, tall guy. Get the, in hot, the, mix. the fucking hot, tall guy. Get him in here. Get him on it. Like get him on the show because he's too hot to not be on there. I know. Tall guy. 2021. We're going to, we're going to, you know, we're going to have to go back to Sir and just do some like field We'll do recording. recon. We'll have to fi- figure out his name. But I'm like, let's start a movement. I need yeah. like an audience to like rally behind this. And if you have never seen this guy, which probably most of you have not because mm-hmm. you don't live in Los Angeles, trust us when we say that this, we need this guy. Someone sent me a flat Stanley today. And part of me thinks that. I, we almost need to take the, the 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 flat Stanley picture with this hot guy. What's the flat Stanley? You know, flat Stanley. It's this thing like kids do where they send like it's like a them draw a guy, they cut it out, and they you mail it to like friends all over the world, and people take a picture with the flat Stanley in like oh, various places. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. And then you send the picture in, and they show the pictures in class. I think we need it with the tall guy. <laughs> the tall guy should a be a tall flat, flat Stanley. Stanley. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> flat Stanley has to see how hot this guy is. Yes. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So we are going to do that. We're going to get it. We'll the word flat out Stanley there. We'll bring Flat Sir. Stanley. We'll bring him into Sir. We'll find Tall Guy. Yeah. And like things are going to change. Yeah. We'll make sure this is going to be this. Is, this is a great. This is my platform. My presidential platform (laughs) is just like, get the hot tall guy guy on on. Vanderpump rules. I wish someone would bring that up at the debates. I know. Well, I would have, you know, you know, just trying to figure out who to vote for. You know, it's just so hard. Like if someone brought that up, sold healthcare, don't want to talk about it. Like literally prison reform too heavy to deal with. Yeah. Medicinal marijuana already happening. Old news. Too scary to think about. Coronavirus. We're all gonna die. Let's talk about the tall guy that works at Sir, whose Ugh. name we don't know, but we do know he's really hot because he's gorgeous. Yeah, it's truly it's outrageous how hot I know. he is. Like I'm after this is done, I'm gonna go on to Sheena's Instagram and, and find him. Find him and tag me because I need to know. <laughs> yeah, I need to know like, as well. Like uh, like. Like Mark, uh, he was working at Tom Tom, and then he got pulled from Tom Tom to work at Sir, which made me think that he was gonna be on the show. And then he was doing that because Sheena's doing some sort of like sexy, sexy Bart, sexy something. It's like sexy Thursdays or whatever. Okay, great. You no, know, right? It's mm-hmm. like it's like on Thursdays we're sexy, and it's like the ads are like all <laughs> where the she promos. just like screams "Good as gold" jumping on the bar. I like <laughs> that at this point she doesn't even try to like do it that well. No, she doesn't. She just kind of jumps up and down and shouts, sings. She's basically like Mariah Carey at Christmas time, singing "All I Want for Christmas Is You." She's yeah. like, "It's that time again. I've got to do, do my big <laughs> hit right now. This is I've decided. I've distilled my entire career down into this song because I'm good as gold. Because I'm good as gold." You know, it's a fucking amazing song. It's a real banger. It is a banger. I hope she makes like 
millions of dollars. I hope people buy that song. It's so, so I've good. bought it. I bought it. Yeah. It's a great song. I own it. If you don't buy that, do buy Sheena it. a favor Support and Sheena buy it. Sheena and her famous enchiladas. I know. And you should pre-order Kristen Doty's book. She wasn't even in this episode. They've yeah. cut her out of an episode, so that's What's her good. book called again? It's called He's Making You Crazy. Mm. Good. I like that. Yeah. She's a real entrepreneur between the t-shirts. T-shirts, book, book. What can't she do? Get out of an Uber properly. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just that. Oh, I love it. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me back. I love doing this with you. You are welcome anytime. Thank you. I look forward to our crusade. Mm, yeah. And uh, everyone listening, there's Sexy Unique Podcast live shows coming up March 11th at the Roxy, the famed Roxy Theater. I'm going to try to go to that. Yes, please come. March 18th, Sleeping Village in Chicago and April 22nd the gramercy in new york that's amazing gramercy that's a great great venue gramercy is gonna be happy for you insane i'm so happy the it's like ticket sales are low on chicago and new york let's turn that around yeah which makes me or no i mean the ticket it's low ticket count or whatever. Oh, I mean, there's not a lot left. There's not a lot left. Oh, yeah. I meant like it's not <laughs> oh, no. selling. Well. I'm like, well, it's well, a great show. No one's right. No, there's <laughs> not. Tickets well, are running okay. out for Chicago, New York. Let me, let me do that. Let me plug this for you. Okay. okay. So, cause, cause people need to know this. Um, seeing it to be in a theater with like 300, 350 people who are like fellow Bravo fans. They're on the same wavelength with you. It is such a special feeling. It is so fun. It's like these days, you know, it's so hard to find people who are watching the same shows as you. So to be in one room where everyone gets the joke, everyone understands it, it's such a special thing. And so, like, there's no reason to miss Sex Unique Podcast in any of these places. And especially if tickets are low, if you don't get your ticket, you will miss it. And then you're going to be like, damn, I should have gotten that ticket. It's like you have the chance. You're going to so have don't, FOMO. Don't miss it because I see this happen with our shows and I'm not trying to, that almost sounded actually like a total like subtle one-upping. Like I No, I didn't shows, take it as that. But I see it. It happens all the time. There, you know, some markets, you know, we are very fortunate that we get to sell out and then like the tickets will be on sale. For weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks, they sell out. And then all of a sudden, we start getting DMs. We start getting messages. Oh, do you have a ticket? Do you have a ticket? And uh, it's like, you have a chance. No. Don't 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 put yourself in a situation where you, then you have to like message and like it might not work out. Don't blow it. Don't blow it. Go see the... Go see it, but all, but on top of the fact that you're extremely funny. Thank you. And I'm uh, so excited. Like these shows are going to be so much fun. We're like be. planning and a Carrie, lot of fun stuff. Carrie is Carrie a genius. Cracks me up. All his stuff that he does, he's always acting out these random little vignettes on Instagram where he'll choose like a very mundane thing. Yeah, and just like does it, and I every single time I have to stop and watch it like through because it just cracks me up. Yeah, he's amazing. So the shows are going to be a real blast. That's going to be great. And I'm it's really going to be insane. I've never been in front of that big of an audience before the, at like the Gramercy. It's, yeah, it's only going like, to be fine. 
Oh yeah, no, I'm like excited about it. Yeah, just like the, no, en- have, the pure well, I mean, energy. Because the crap, the oh yeah, because the crappy, the crappies, yeah, the crappies was larger than the Gramercy. Oh my god, so yeah. You have, you're so I have been that. okay. Well, that was like a precursor. Also, that was a good pregame and got me really excited oh, for good. the shows. Yeah, yeah. No, that you'll have so much fun and w- walking out on that stage oh. is such a thrill. It is so great. So, by the way, everyone, make sure you give Laura a huge like. I live for the applause. Yeah, give her the applause because yeah. it's like a really special feeling and it's a surreal thing. And I know that you've been working really hard for many, many years. Thank you. So you deserve you deserve like a great, huge, amazing night at Gramercy. <laughs> This is supposed to be the happiest night of my life. <laughs> and people just won't let me be happy. <laughs> uh, I can't wait to be more and more nightmarish as these shows. I have two weeks, oh actually, to really turn this into I've a become, nightmare. I, I'm like, I feel like I'm becoming a nightmare. I feel like I'm becoming a full-on prima donna. I'm ready to make everyone pay for <laughs> this. I haven't actually made anyone pay, so I'm going to get to work on that. Yeah. And start weaponizing this show against all my friends and maybe certain family members. No, what you can start to do is... I don't have a lot of time here in LA because I'm traveling all the time. Mm -hmm. So like when I'm here, like I don't want to make it about me, but it's kind of about me. You should pull that line. Yeah. It's a good one. This is one night. That's an entire week of my life. Okay. (laughs) Also, my mom is flying in for the LA show. So maybe I can, maybe I can start drama with her and just invite her. Disinvite her. Yeah. Maybe have a controversial warm up act Mm -hmm. that like you only cancel once someone more powerful tells you. I have booked some people from the Westboro Baptist church to do a little audience work Mm. at the start to get everyone warm. they they do and that they, so well, and I feel like you know I've talked with them, and they have said that they're not homophobic. they're not actually homophobic. So I believe it's fine. it. Yeah, it's fine. If they said that they're not homophobic, then then you then you just have to know that when they say homophobic things, it's it's not, it's not really indicative of place. how they feel. Yeah, yeah, it's not coming from that place. No, it's no. all chill. Yeah, it's, it's all totally very love chill. and light. It's fine. And yeah, a lot of them I'm sure are close family friends. You know, you grew. Up I grew with up them. with their kids. Yeah. They're great Fine. people. Yeah, they're family. No, they're family people. They are. They're family. They believe in family. So, yeah. yeah. So everyone has that to look forward to. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, I'm so excited for this journey. <sighs> Thank you. Well, until next time. Bye. Bye. I know I'm feeling. Cause I know I know I'm feeling. Cause I know I know. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.